Ron and Fez show starts right now. Okay, let's get down to it, boppers. Yeah, buddies. Yeah, pals. It's the Run of Fez show on a post-NFC championship weekend. Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Give us a call if you want to be part of the... Ichiban celebration... Ichiban, of course, means... Tell them, Dave. Number one. That's right. Number one. Dave just got back from the bathroom. What did you have to do, David? Number one. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, big, big football weekend. And I know most people out there don't have television, so if you need to know anything about the game, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I talked to Fez Watley. He's on top of the world this morning. Yeah, you heard me right. He's feeling unfucking believable. So call in and talk to Fez Watley. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, I want to start this off with talking to my buddy from Chicago, Scrambler. Scram, what's the feeling in the city right now? It's uh, a little, little sad. I watched the first uh, Green Bay touchdown over at uh, the Cupcake Shop. I went over to see John yesterday, and uh, that was a little disheartening. And then, uh, just Why uh, would any man be in a cupcake there? store in the middle of the fucking their city's championship game? What's it, Ronnie? I'm sorry. Why would you be in a cupcake store in the middle of the championship football game? Uh, I was uh, helping one of the girls out fix something at their house. I yeah, ran into football gotcha. a little bit. I understand. Wink, wink. Fixing something yeah. at your house. Um, <laughs> let me ask you this, Scrambler. You're a Chicago guy, and you got a lot of Chicago pride, right? That's, that's right. What is this craziness where the entire stadium screams through the national anthem? Well, that uh, that became real big and popular with all the sports after. It's always happened with the Blackhawks game for years and years. Uh, and a lot of people finally saw it last year during the Stanley Cup uh, when we were playing the Flyers, and they, they finally became, uh, you know, uh, accustomed to us screaming through the national anthem. But it's uh, since then the, the Blackhawks have gotten more popular. It's crossed over into all the other sports. So uh, that's. That's where it came from, and I, I think it's just become the thing at uh, all sporting events now. All right, I appreciate it, uh, Scram. I know you said you didn't care one way or another. You're just as happy if the, if the Packers won. Um, no, I, that's when I thought the Bears had a lock on it. And I, you know, as soon as I as soon as I finished watching the game, I was just a little crushed, Ron. All right, my friend. Uh, yeah, it's it's tough when your team gets knocked out. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Dan, Minneapolis, you're on Runafez. Hey, Ron. I just saw uh, Ichiban for the day. Uh, Jay Cutler pulls a Bob Kelly and leaves the biggest game of his career. I blew my knee, man. I blew my knee. Well, go, Pat, go. Here's the problem with uh, Cutler. And uh, I'm simply going to go from a, uh, a tweet that was sent here to 202 Friends that says, and this is kind of simple, but it works. Jay Cutler 
more like gay cuntler. The problem is this. You, your knee hurts. And then you're standing there, standing up straight, watching the game, walking around without any assistance. This does not happen in the National Football League. Normally, you can't walk. You're crawling, trying to get back in. And the coach is screaming at you when you're a quarterback. No, you can't play. You're going to hurt the team, not help the team. Jay Cutler, now, his coach said, yes, Jay was hurt. He needed to be out of the game. I don't know. I didn't see the MRI. But I also didn't see the guy wincing or them working on the knee, like, can we do anything to get me back into this? He was just kind of walking around with a coat on. (laughs) You don't fucking do this. Now, again, to go back to Twitter, this is one of the things in life that, uh, guys who used to be in football or in football now were tweeting during the show, and Huffington Post collected a bunch of those and put them up, and he was getting ripped by some Hall of Famers. Um, Derek Brooks from Tampa was basically calling him a pussy. Uh, Deion Sanders calling him a pussy. And again, no one's saying, oh, you stink or you threw a fucking pick. They're saying... You have to play. Get out there, man. The fact that you are hurt doesn't work in the NFL. People uh, are depending upon you. And there's nothing worse than not having heart. And, Fez, I saw you wince on that one yourself. Were you identifying with Cutler? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, with the criticisms and stuff. So right away you felt like, oh, I'm the Jay Cutler of radio. Yeah, that it's. I got to get back out there. I have to be able to perform. Well, I can't be Jay Cutler. But the point is this: he's not. It doesn't matter now if he goes back into the third game of next season, works through some. You get certain spots. This is the NFC playoff game. You don't get to fucking make that up. Why didn't he at least attempt to run on it? Say, give me a shot in the fucking knee. Whatever it took. But you know how many fucking guys that you've said, hey, you know, he didn't have shit, but he's got a lot of heart. This fucking guy lacked the most important thing. Heart. It ain't a matter of fucking failing or getting your ass beat, but you didn't fucking pull it off. Now, again, I don't know. I haven't seen the MRI. But across the board... When most people are watching that fucking game, they're like, why isn't he in there? And we did see him standing on the sidelines. He was able to stand up. It was shocking to see. It was a stunning thing to see. But it never occurred to me watching that game yesterday. You were identifying with him. Absolutely. I was uh, just looking at him. I'm going, well, I recognize that face from the mirror. So you're just saying that he was a quitter, that he let his team down. Yeah, that, that you know, take a, a needle in there. See what you can do. They have the pain medicine. But you're not, you're, you're, you're basically saying he's a quitter. Yeah. Um, here is uh, Justin. Justin, you're on first. Hey, Mr. B. Yeah. I mean, the guy's an absolute pussy. Remember when uh, Byron Leftwich was playing for Marshall? He was literally getting 
you know, carry down the field on his shoulders as his, his linebackers or as a lineman just to throw passes when he got really hurt. Um, again, I don't know what's wrong with him. I didn't see the MRI, but he was able to uh, stand up. James, Chicago, you're on Fez. Hey, Ron. I was at the game. I was on the Bears' sideline, you know, sitting up from there. He was on a bike trying to loosen his knee up. There was a problem with his knee. He was trying to – he couldn't plant it to throw correctly. The last series he threw, he he totally missed the guy. He couldn't plant his foot down. So they had him on the – I don't know if you saw it or not, but I did. He was on a bike, like on an exercise bike, trying to loosen up his knee for a good part of that quarter, trying to get it out there. And then when he was trying to go out there, the coach stopped him and said, wait a minute, where are you going? He goes, no. So they sent him back to the locker room, and he said that he did tore a ligament in there. So one of the things that people say that he's a pussy, that guy took more fucking hits this year than a lot of other quarterbacks ever has taken. That fucking guy's out there. I know he has heart. I've seen the guy play a million times. The guy is a great quarterback. He has now, here's the thing, James. Yes. The other NFL players are the ones right. bitching about him right now. But they weren't there. They didn't see him out, out there. Like I said, I saw him on the bike. He's trying to loosen his knee up. He wanted to get back out in the game. He knew it was bad. And uh, then later on the news I saw, they showed him on the bike. I was like, oh, they didn't show that during the game, but they showed it after the fact. But he's on the exercise bike, you know, trying to loosen up his knee. He wanted to get back out there. But the coaches stopped him. They said, no, go get it checked out. You need it checked out. All right. Here's uh, – I appreciate Tough loss for you guys. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, it's such a long season, and when you get that close and it doesn't come through. And uh, I will tell you this. Uh, when that thing gets back for the people that, you know, the coaches and players put so many hours into this. So many hours. And when you don't get over that hump, it's just like, oh, Jesus Christ. What have we, you know, what have we spent the whole do- year doing? Doug, New Jersey, you're on running fest. Hey, buddy. Yeah. I got a question for uh, uh, Dave. I want to hear his opinion. On a scale from 1 to 10, 10 being a lot of heart, a fierce competitor, and 1 being a complete pussy faggot, where does uh, Jay Cutler stand? Number 1. Number 1. Number 1. Um, now, Fez, when you hear that, would you say you, you lack heart? Um, you know, that's I've, I don't think I lack heart, but I see where that perception comes through. Do you see yourself as a quitter? Um, no, I don't see myself as a quitter. So you've never walked out during the show? You've stayed in? You've fought your way through? All right. I love it. All right, here's some of the uh, people that wrote in. Maurice Jones-Drew uh, said, I think the Urban Meyer rule is in effect right now. When the going gets tough, quit. Um, then Drew said this, All I'm saying is he can finish the game on a hurt knee. I played the whole season on one. Um, Derek Brooks said, "Fuck." He's, this is what Derek Brooks says: "Fox haven't shown any trainers looking at Cutler." Mmm. He's confused about the language. Uh, Bentley, uh, Cutler is messing up people's money. Uh, Ross Tucker, I've hurt my knee playing football four times. Never once did I then stand on the sidelines afterwards. Um, let's go over here. Uh, Anthony Armstrong called it knee gate. Um, 
Dockett actually said this. If I'm on Chicago team, Jay Cutler has to wait till me and the team shower, get dressed and leave before he comes into the locker room. So there are some people uh, not believing that the guy was hurt. I don't know what the whole story is, but it is not the perception that you want to have when you're an NFL quarterback. Um, let's go over here to Chris and Maine. You're on my fuzz. Hey, Ichiban for you. Yeah. Rex Ryan, the big baby, throws down his headset with a minute 30 left because he can't stand losing. Well, why would you want him to stand losing? Now, well, the, I can understand not liking it, but to act like a big baby and throw your headset down, come on. Well, what would you have done if you were in his case? Um, suck my thumb. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I don't mind a fucking coach going, shit, the season's over. And the thing that you might not understand football, but when they got that that fucking first down, the season was over. They weren't going to get the ball back. They went to the knee three fucking times. So, again, and I've never once stu- uh, stuck up for Rex Ryan at all during any part of the season. I think he thinks he's bigger than the game. You know, he's doing Buddy Ryan's act, whatever. But the guy puts in like 120, 150 hours a week in that fucking every single week from July to now. And to come that close, yeah, I want a coach that's pissed off at the end. I really do. I want a coach who's like, I can't fucking stand this. Because, you know, there's a lot of people, and Earl's one of them, going like, well, this is just, you know, you go to the championship game. You don't know what's going to happen next year or the year after that. You are four quarters away from the Super Bowl. You want to win that more than anything because now you're literally going back to go and starting all over again. And that's fucking rough as hell. Rough as hell. Uh, let's go over here to Sean. Sean and Pierre, you're on the Hey, Ronnie B, Sonic, I'm Buck 380, my friend. Thank you. Steelers go to their eighth Super Bowl, Ronnie B. We're 6-1 and one in Super Bowls, and this is our third Super Bowl in six years. Uh, i got to get my hands off to the chest, though, Ronnie B. To have to go into Indy and beat Manning, go into New England and beat Brady, and then try to have to go into Pittsburgh and beat Roethlisberger, that's going to be the toughest fucking trifecta in football today. Oh. And they almost pulled it off. Yeah, so I mean, then having that first half and not giving up, I mean... Not uh, pulling what I call Cutler. Uh, let's face a couple. You, you know, you really want to fucking win the Super Bowl. Every team works for it. And the Steelers, like them or hate them, the best franchise in the history of fucking professional football. Back for their eighth time. And third time in six years. Now, Roethlisberger is never put up there as the elites. He wins this. He's going to have the same number of fucking rings as Brady. Um, and the weird thing will be this. I don't think any people who have won three rings, and it's a short, never had back-to-back Super Bowls. Normally, they you'll, you'll have some team that's hot. You'll hit um, at least back-to-back and then like uh, three out of four. This would be three out of six if they're able to pull this off. Now, having said that, they're going to go into the Super Bowl as an underdog. Right now, it's two and a half points. 
Um, I would not, of course. I think it's going to be uh, a very strong fucking Super Bowl. You know, it's a traditional Super Bowl. It's a good one. I'm going to miss Rex Ryan because he would have been silly as shit. Uh, you know, acting the ass. It would have been a lot of fun to have him around. And, of course, it would have been a lot of fun here with the Giants fans just hating the fact that the Jets would have been there. Uh, any Giants fans that we know were just unbearable mm-hmm. yesterday to our, our our Jets friends. Just unbearable. Um, Hagen, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ronnie, dude, the, the best part of that Steelers game, other than the win, was at the first knee that Roethlisberger took. You see, he fell down on his stomach, and Mendenhall comes up and acts like he's fucking him in the ass, dude. Yeah, was, I did see I, that. Dude, there I rolled dog back like him. five times. He was <laughs> very fucking excited. Dude, was, People let me, celebrate different ways. Uh, let me tell you, the fucking day that Mendenhall yesterday had, particularly the first half, he could fucking take his dick out, and I would have yelled at Roethlisberger to suck it. <laughs> I go, give that fucking man whatever he needs. Lick it, Lou. He was slithering like a fucking snake. He destroyed the fucking Jets. It was crazy. It was, uh, it was actually, you know, two games. The first half game, then the second half game. Um, and I don't think all you guys picked the Jets to go in, right? Yeah, I, did. I, f- I figured the Jets fucking had a damn good chance. I had the Steelers. Uh, but both those games, I, I thought neither game's going to be close. It, no matter which way it went, I just felt like somebody was going to give in to it. Yeah. Uh, but then the Chicago fought their way back, and the Jets <laughs> fought their way back. Um, the third-string quarterback, what the fuck? Here's uh, Colleen, you're on a Fez. Hey, guys. Yeah. Um, I. It's funny you bring up the third-string quarterback. Jay Cutler's a fucking douche, no. which is completely unrelated to football. He's just an asshole. Caleb Haney is sitting next to him on the bench, having a mild heart attack, looking over the playbook, freaking out, realizing he actually has to play a game. Jay Cutler sitting next to him, staring off into the distance. Not working with him, not being in his ear, not worried about the team. And that's one thing the Eagles had over the Bears. My other, you know, my, they're both my teams, is every after every play, Mike Vick, Kevin Cobb, and what, whatever the other one's name is, I can't even remember right now. I just got out of the gym, a little foggy. They, after every play, they were standing next to each other like, hey, you know, this was good. Next time, let's try this. Like, all three of them, every game. Yeah, they were working together. And you, again, when you're the number one quarterback and you go down, uh, you got to be there. Normally, with a headset on, the guy's coming off, you're talking to him. Obviously, I don't know what the hell goes on with Cutler. You know, we're hearing, uh, okay, his ACL ripped or whatever. Then why is he on a bike? Why would he be able to fucking go on a bike? Why would he be able to stand up? Goddamn Snuggy. Yeah. I don't get it. All right, Colleen. Thank Best you. Best of luck to you. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Uh, did you see that uh, player for the Jets? I don't know who it was. He, he picked his nose and then he wiped it on that other Jet player. Uh, Sanchez did that to Mark Brunel. Yeah, yeah. For fun. some reason, I don't know what it is. It's like the reality fucking TV thing that more people seem to care who humped uh, somebody on the ground or who wiped the booger. When these were such throwaway moments, 
in these two crazy-ass games. But it was so disgusting. It, and the fact that they just happened to put the camera on him on the sideline and caught him doing that makes me think he's doing it constantly. I don't know. Maybe they're just, you know, two grab-ass guys. I just don't fucking, um, you know. I don't know what the whole fucking buzz is with that kind of stuff coming up with people all the time. It's like literally on every TV show this morning. I'm like, who cares? Who gives a fuck? You got a Super Bowl coming up. James, Atlanta, you're on running Fez. Hey, Ron, man, I think we need to shave every defensive lineman's ass on the Bears and make them walk backwards, man. It cost me money to get a swap in the last minute. Let me tell you, dude, uh, you're the one who pushed your cash in. You pushed your own cash. And I hate for people to be sitting around going like this. Those guys fucked me out of money. Look, you're judging them. You're the guy who's supposed to be picking the winner with your own cash. You felt strongly enough about it to put money in. I don't want to even hear that's Cutler's fault. Fuck you. You shouldn't have backed them. Uh, Andrew, you're on Hey, Ronnie B. Call me crazy, but when Rex Ryan threw down those headphones, it reminded me of Earl Douglas. The only thing that would have been better is if he would have fainted on the field. Let me tell you something about Earl Douglas. He has to win. No matter what the situation is, he always wants to be... Number one. Number one. Number one. Um, you know, and again, I'm not, I never said I was a Rex Ryan fan. But when he threw that fucking down, he had such a look of pain on his face... And you know he thought after beating the Pats, we're going to be able to do this. Oh, yeah. You know? He was in the Super Bowl, right? And Rex Ryan, the one thing that he is, it reminds me so much of his dad, is everybody hates him except for his own guys. You know what I mean? Like, he's like the Pirate King. Whatever. <laughs> you see those fucking pirates that the other pirates love? Yeah. That's fucking Rex Ryan. And there was no reason. I wasn't rooting for the Jets. I didn't have any. You know, obviously, my buddies like the Jets. Um but then I have, you know, uh, friends who like the Steelers. So I wasn't overly – I was just watching good football. But when I saw his fucking face, I felt bad for him. I actually felt bad for him. Um, look what it is. Somebody that hurts as bad as Rex Ryan, our good buddy, the blowhart. Oh, there's got to be a morning after. But there's not. I know. Well – you know, all these years of scar tissue, 40 years plus, and I have a different take on it for the first time with this team ever. I do feel, and I've never said this, and you guys know my nature, I'm a miserable, pessimistic fuck. I see a little future for this team. Whether they get there again next year, there's no guarantees, but I just thought yesterday's game was so winnable, and maybe a big play on special teams, Maybe some better play calling. Not to take it away from Pittsburgh. They're a great franchise. They're very good fans. Got to give them credit. Not the front-running idiots in my neighborhood wearing Steeler jerseys, but the diehards who sit out there from Pittsburgh. And Great organization from Rooney all the way down. Yeah, it's great. It's the best organization without in football. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. But, and I love Rex Ryan, just for the record. I just think he's entertaining. I, I can see why they love him because he's, he's amazingly optimistic. And when he talks his shit, a lot of it he is trying to, you know, do what his father did. We all remember Buddy Ryan right. being a lunatic. But he's like sort of like a Buddy Ryan light version. But I just thought yesterday's game was so winnable. Uh, Roethlisberger didn't have a good game. 
But that first half, the way they were running that ball, I've never expected that. I, I could never expect that to happen. Give me a reboot. Um, yeah, I, you know, I watched most of those games this year because of, you know, having all the games. I caught a lot of Chicago games and knew that they weren't, you know, didn't really fuck up along there. I know that Green Bay got hot when they did, but they could still have a bad game in a heartbeat. I always thought that the Falcons blew. Um, the the Steelers are a good team this year, but not a great team. Exactly. The team that looked really great to me all year, the Jets beat last week. I mean, what happened? I I really believe that this team at times believes their own press clippings. And I'm thinking now more and more that in the NFL with this parody and all this nonsense from week to week, right. I really think that it's going now from talent, where in the old days, even if you had a talented team against a bad team, you would win ugly. But I think more and more the NFL is just about emotion and preparation, but especially emotion, because the Steelers came out like they were vicious. And the way they were, their offensive line, which was getting a lot of criticism from a lot of uh, the so-called experts, they were pushing the Jets' defensive line around. And Mendenhall, he looked like O.J. Simpson running down those sidelines. Yeah, it was amazing. It was, and I'm saying to myself, the guy's going to have 100 yards by the first half. Rex, this is not your style. We got to do something, and then, uh, I mean, look, you got to give them credit. Uh, Super Bowl, obviously, I'm probably, you know, have to go with the, the cheese heads. I just don't want to see the Steelers win another one, but, and I, I really respect Aaron Rodgers, but Roethlisberger had a shit day, and yet the team still manages to push them around. And that whole second half, the Jets didn't. Pl- the same thing the Patriots did in that second half. No sense of urgency. They really weren't. It's almost like they were just so confused with the sidelines and getting the signals in for the next play. And when Rex Ryan threw those headphones, I'm not going to criticize him. I saw passion. Yeah. You saw the anger in the face. And that's what you wanted a coach. They- yeah, I agree. I mean, you saw massive disappointment of I've worked so hard, I came so close, and it didn't happen. I thought I, I thought it was fine. And for the first time in my life with this team, I really see a future. And like I said, I... I got to give uh, the Steelers credit, but you know what? I think the Steelers really dodged. Here's them. what I worry about, Blowhard: that when you start to go to the championship game twice, yeah, and you don't get the in. Eagles. You're gonna, yeah, you're the fucking Eagles at that point. Well, and, and, you know, and and it just happens. It's just one of those weird things of when that fucking window opens, you got to dive through it. And now, without the football, now we got to wait two weeks of just hype and stupidity. Uh, you got the Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl and you got the Pro Bowl, and you're not going to love that. B, you got something good going on in your life because uh, spring training's coming up, and your team is going to win 120 games this year. So don't jinx me. Don't, don't jinx me. If I had the power to jinx and the power to destroy, I would not, you know, be you sitting would... here. I'd be at the racetrack right now at Aqueduct. I, if I had that power to jinx, I don't. But it's just so sad that it ended on a game that was just one special team's play away, one interception, one pick six. The way they came back and got the safety and the defense was finally bearing down, but at halftime, 24-3, did you think they had a chance to come back? Did you really? No, I thought it was over, and it was very weird because, uh, like Dave said, I'm turning on, he texted me, I'm turning on the Simpsons. Um, All right, hold on, here's somebody who wants to talk to you. It's our old buddy GVAC. Hey, GVAC. Hey, good afternoon. Good morning, gentlemen. How's everything? What do you say, hey, pal? Tennessee boy. What's going on? 
You know, Ronnie, I, uh, yesterday I'm sitting there watching the game, and I remember when you were talking a few years ago about how you were watching the Phillies and, and just saying, just let them do it because of your dad. Right. And my dad was a season ticket holder back to the Titan days. Wow. And lives and dies with the Jets, lives and dies with them. And he called me at halftime, and to hear a man, I, I swear to you, to hear a man in his 70s sound like he was a little kid whose dog just got run over. Yeah. He was just like, I really think, I really thought this was the year. I thought they were going to win. I mean, he was so dejected. It, it, it really, it tore my heart out, you know? And he's like, I'm taking a shower and going to bed. I don't even want to watch the second half. You know, it was like, oh, man, you know, this team is just never going to do it for him. It was unbelievable. And when you spoke to me at halftime, didn't I sound optimistic and happy and <laughs> full, of, full of life? I was, I was doing cartwheels here, knocking over the yeah. furniture. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were the other depressing call I got at halftime. <laughs> But, yeah, it's amazing, man. Like you said, some of those teams, you don't want to fall into that rut and, and, and be the always the bridesmaid deal. And, and you know, uh, I tell you, it was funny. Uh, Phil Sims was actually the one who was really optimistic during the broadcast. Phil Sims at halftime said, if they get a score, it's going to be, uh, you know, it's not over. And yeah, that's his fucking job, to keep everybody from turning on the Simpsons. I understand that, but he's been getting criticism, him and Nance, for being high jet. But the one thing... When you're a fan, you can't turn it off. I don't care who you are. If you're a loyal fan and you're losing 24 to 3, you just can't say, I'm not going to watch this. You have to sit there and just uh, deal with it. Here's the next person who wants to jump in, I guess, brag a little bit. Hard Rock Johnny. Uh, no, I have, I have nothing to brag about. It you're a bad, fucking jinx. Gentleman. It, was a, it was a well-played game by the Steelers. Uh, in the first half, a well-played game by the Jets in the second. If either of them would have showed up for both, who knows what would have happened. You know, it was uh, a tough one. I would have to say that the highlight for me was watching Sanchez pick his nose and wipe it on a yes, veteran quarterback. All the children love that. All the well, kids get a big kick out of it. What kind of class? Again, it just goes to the whole classiness. Oh, you and your class. Will you knock it off? Come on. Seriously, who are you, the Monopoly man? For God's sakes, Johnny. What is it about you? You're fucking Ann Landers all of a sudden? There are other things. Really? Lars Taylor's nose. He was picking them out and putting them on his gun. Yeah, they were the size of craters. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Small planets coming out of that man's nose. You're talking about class? It's all about winning. I don't care if Rex uh, subways, throws headphones. I don't care if the team dances. I don't care what they do as long as you win. It's just... They're not the same old Jets anymore, though. They're more like the Buffalo Bills at this point. Oh, gee, thanks. Oh, that helps. come on. Oh. Um... Gvac's you know, dad that got his heart broke. I know it's tough. It is. I. I, I, I just think I mean, about that Eagles game with the Giants and that punt. That's all I got to say. Matt Dodge. Well, that's okay. I mean, listen. In your lifetime, your team may win a Super probably Bowl. Probably not. I'm not expecting. They may it. even get the one. But they will probably I, rename the stadium after the Jets because at least somebody can make the playoffs around here. But here's the thing, Johnny. You know, Matt. What if someone called you up? And made fun of Ian Hunter's rock and roll pants. And Sam, <laughs> <laughs> who would want those? You would have your feelings hurt. You got to remember, this game is Ian Hunter's rock and roll pants. I get it. I, I do. I didn't listen. And, and and you know, we had a nice chat after we talked the other day on 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 the phone. And I was, I wish, you know, I wish all the Jets fans luck. I did. I really did. I, and, and you got to like Rex Ryan. He's come on. You and no, I, I don't. I do with... not. I do. There's a lot of things I have to do, but I don't have to like Rex Ryan. You and I could sit down with him and probably eat about a hundred White Castles easily. Come on. What not anymore. Know? He's got that stomach staple thing. You can't eat as much anymore. That bastard. Well, listen. What... I gotta. I gotta just say, Johnny's been a gentleman. He's breaking balls a little bit here and there, but that's what it's all about. But now it's just both New York teams got to just 
get ready for next season, and uh, maybe one day we'll see. Your phone keeps going up blowhard. I don't know what the hell it is. I'm, I'm trying to think positive here, but... Uh, <laughs> okay. All right, Blowhard. All right, Johnny. All right, G-Back. Talk to you guys later. Later, boys. Take it. Have a good boys. All right, peace. Oh, yeah, it sucks when your fucking team goes out like that. It's just awful, you know. But, you know, the Jets fans were all like they had no fucking time for the Boston people last week. They didn't want to hear any shit. Now, this week is like serious now. Fucking serious. It's really awful. Uh, Gary, you're on Fez. Hey, guys, what's going on? Good. C- can we not compare the Jets to the Bills on one case? The Bills at least win those championship games. I- Jets are now 0-4, and, and they'll continue to not get it done when it counts because they just find a way to fall under pressure every day. But and you know I, what? I think that? it's even worse to have been a Bills fan. I don't think... Oh, trust that, me, it's horrible. Yeah, anything ever happened is horrible to have a team that was so dominant. They dominated the fucking 80s, really. Yes. I don't think their, their win-losses were above everyone else. And just time after time would have that Super Bowl taken away from them. Oh, trust me, as a Bill fan for 35 years, it's, it's the most annoying thing in the world. But it's just fun to hear the Jet fan try to rationalize yeah. the, uh, the tale of two halves and what if and what if. you got to realize the Steelers were playing with the lead, so there was no urgency. When they had to make plays on that last drive, those two throws by Ben sealed the game and showed why he is an elite quarterback no matter what his stats say. All right, thank you very much. Uh, you will not, if Ben gets his third ring... You've got a. I think it's only him, and Aikman, and then the two fours. Is there anybody else with three? Um, Montana doesn't have three. He has four. Oh, oh Montana has four, and Brady. Bradshaw has four. Brady, and Aikman, and then Roethlisberger would be the only people with three. Yeah. And that's in the history of the planet Earth, the planet that we all evolved on. We evolved, but then some of us stopped evolving. Before we became Joe Montana. By some of us, I mean all of us but Joe Montana. Which, that had to be the happiest fucking day of his life when he found out that his name was Joe Montana. I don't get days like that. I don't get to find out I'm Joe Montana. No. Do you know how much Joe Montana would practice every week? How much? Never. He would never go to practice. He didn't have to. He was Joe Montana. He never looked at a playbook. And he just said, don't worry, I'll find somebody open. What? They go, how will... He goes, look at my name. It's Joe Montana. You don't even have to fucking care. He didn't study plays at all or look at tape. I just honestly think our finest uh, quarterback ever, Joe Montana, our finest actor, Joe Montana. It's very, very weird. Well, that's why I felt bad for Caleb Haney, because that just didn't sound like a Super Bowl winning quarterback's name. It's like he was behind the eight ball just from having the name. Caleb Haney sounds like it's the new youth minister at the Westboro Baptist Church. Caleb Haney. Like he's the uh, junior senator from uh, Arkansas. Caleb Haney. He's the, uh, the guy who turned his homemade pickle recipe into a national sensation. Caleb Haney. He runs the largest used car dealership in the greater Shreveport area. Caleb Haney. Oh, he's the new villain in the next Jonah Hex movie. Caleb Haney. That was all I had. You didn't uh, write out anymore? No, that was it. Oh, we could have went on for 20 <laughs> minutes. How long did that take you? Uh, a while, a little bit. Really? Yeah. Mm. Well, I liked it. I thought it was fun. 
I think you're you're starting to put the fun back into fantastic. What about the tastic part, though? Who's putting that in? Who gives a fuck about the tastic part? I don't even know if we need it. Oh. Why isn't fun enough? Um, right, here's our buddy Renzo wants to bitch about the fucking Steelers fans. What's your problem, Renzo? Yeah, I remember in the beginning of the year when all those cocksuckers were like, oh, you know, fuck Big Ten, he's an asshole, we should cut him from the team, let him go, let him go. There's so many of those assholes, and every one of them shouldn't be able to even freaking celebrate this win. They're all assholes and they're stupid. I hate them all. All right, it's an interesting... Uh, those people at the beginning of the year were very fucking mad, extremely mad, at their quarterback for being a junior rapist. Um, remember when he went somewhere and they all chanted, she said no, Adam, yeah. which was really humiliating. But the fact is, Roethlisberger uh, got his balls dry, sat out his four games, came back, and has been incredibly quiet this year. Just did whatever you're supposed to do. Actually got engaged. No one even brings that up. But over the fucking... He thought, I better get engaged to the next fucking girl I meet because, you know, I don't want everybody looking at me like I'm a rapist. He's kind of done everything that you were supposed to do to show that you were uh, contrite. Uh, you got to feel, feel like the guy played it okay for himself. Um... And yesterday after the game, he got down on his knee and did his long prayer into his towel. I think that was crying. I don't know whether he was praying, but I know he was fucking crying, like, seriously. Like his fucking ACL got hurt. I don't know how people pray. It seems to me fucking rude to sit down in a field and start praying when we have churches. Then if that's the fucking case, then let's get rid of the churches and put more Dunkin' Donuts in there. If you can pray anywhere... Why do we need a church? Love Dunkin' Dance. By the way, uh, everything that I hear out of Sundance. I'm going to give you a spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Spy report. On a little film called Red State. Spy report. Spy report. Directed and written by Kevin Smith. Spy report. Spy report. The much maligned in the last few years... Kevin Smith. Spy report. Spy report. At Sundance. Spy report. He was the bell of the ball. People went crazy for this film. I've uh, checked in with. Spy report. Spy after, report. Spy report. One after another, people were mad for it. Uh, so. And he ran it right exactly uh, during the game. Uh, he ran it during the fucking Jets uh, Steelers game, which is very weird. So I guess the wine scenes weren't there. They did show up in the second. They, they <laughs> did show up because he got mad, and they had to leave their party. They had a Super Bowl party. Yeah. Um, but can we be honest here? They're from Buffalo, so come oh, well. on. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, Mike, you're on Run Fest. Yeah. After watching Big Fan, I realized something about the callers. If you listen real close, you can hear their mothers in the other room telling them to get off the phone. Well, um, Big Fan was, and I like to just call it uh, the fan. I don't like the big, put the big in front of it. That way I can make Pat Oswalt think I'm talking about any film. Uh, but that fucking thing was dead on. Dead, dead on about what real sports fans are about. 
Because remember, fan is short for fanatic. Just like fun is short for fantastic. And Fez put the fun back in fantastic with his Caleb Haney bit today. Finally. We were all over that third-string quarterback who went out and busted his ass, unlike your fucking hero, Gay Cutler, and um, actually fucking uh, scored. Uh, Randy in St. Paul, you're in Memphis. Hey, guys. Yeah, Yeah, I think we ought to cut uh, Caleb Haney some slack. I mean, you know, he basically got thrown to the wolves and almost pulled it off. I thought he played great. Um, I think Fez was just having some fun with the guy's name. I don't think that you thought he did a poor job, did you, Fez? Oh, no, I'm just saying it's not a quarterback's name. Why didn't you identify with him? By the way, every quarterback can't be named Colt McCoy. There's nothing you can do about that. That's the perfect quarterback name. Well, too bad that you had that name to it, rather than just that's the perfect quarterback. Because, seriously, I'd rather have the name Fuck Stinknuts than being able to play than Colt McCoy and, you know, struggle through it. Fuck Stinknuts threw for like 420 <laughs> yards. It's crazy. Yeah, I got him on my fantasy team. Sick. Stinknuts! Um, Fez, is there anything else you wanted to add about football? I know you wrote some stuff down. Uh, One thing I wanted to add is I saw all the sideline stuff that the players have during during these very, very cold games, and I really wish that was more uh, applied to the public. Like those heated benches, I would love to see those at bus stops. Or maybe outside a movie theater where people have to line up. Are you catching a lot of buses, are you, Fez? No, but a nice heated bench out there when it's when it's you know uh, twenty below with the mm. wind chill factor would be nice. Um, what about a regular bench? You ever sit on a bench? No, not too often. Okay. All right. What else? But got? they had those. Also had those helmet warmers. Those posts that you say. Your helmet too cold? Does it, Fez? No, but if you had those in the house and you just had your hat on it, ready to go out into the cold, you put on a nice warm hat, that would be perfect. Mm-hmm. Those things should be available to the public. And I've always wanted the mist machines just along the streets uh, during the summer. You know who has the mist machines is Disney World. When you're at Disney World in Florida, you will walk through a mist machine every once in a while. They need that or else the sidewalk will catch fire. It's hot as fuck down there. I know <laughs> I know you don't travel, Hicks. Not too often, Ron, but no. being in Disney World in August is a nightmare. And they'll throw the mist machine over the line sometimes. They're, per- oh, they're very nice to walk through. Yeah, it's a very good cooling sensation to keep you going during the summer. Also during the summer, like the NFL players have, we should have uh, big trays of Gatorade just available to us. Just have the city put those out there. Mm. And I wouldn't mind one of those cleat cleaners. You get all the dirt and you wearing a lot of cleats, are you? No, but if you just had the you know those little those spiky pads outside your front door, just to get yeah, it's called a welcome mat. You might want to pick one up. Um, so these are um, things that you were watching during the game yesterday. Yeah, just things I was noticing. You know, I feel like that dad who took his gay kid to the game, and he's like. (laughs) Paying attention to everything but the game. Yeah. <laughs> Where's that black and yellow uh, song? We ought to fucking find that again. Um, Rob, you're on the Run of Fez show. 
hey, I'm actually passing your building right now. This all goes back to, to Fez's presence around the towel warmer. Yeah, I remember that, the towel wetter. I was thinking about bringing that up, but Fez is, um, he's re- you're having a great day today, Fez. You're, you're casting the cutler behind you. I'm doing my best. Okay. Um, Anthony, you're on the run of Fez show. Yeah. Hey, Ronnie, doesn't uh, Fez sit on a shower bench every day? You know, he claims that he did, but none of us saw the shower bench when we were at Fez's apartment, did we? No, that was uh, suspiciously absent. What kind of absent? Suspiciously. Very good, thanks. <laughs> Sounds like somebody's fucking oxy kicked. <laughs> Slurring time to time. You know, no one ever brings that up, but that's really the best time on fucking downs when it just fucking hits. Oh, yeah. And you realize what great time you're inside of you. Somebody was telling me this thing where they were fucking taking this down that was like in a suppository where you actually stuck it up your ass and that they felt their legs get downed out before the rest of them. And they said they felt it moving up their body. That's fucking crazy. I know fucking kids used to put e-pills in their asshole because it goes into your ingestive system quicker. What's your fucking hurry? You don't have enough time for the aided fucking take place? I don't know. What the fuck? Yeah. Come on. Just shove things up your ass. People, some people quicker. just want stuff up their ass. Okay. Speaking of which, Fez, you're doing terrific. You had, what, two bits today? Yes. What was your second one? Um, I guess the second one is things that I want in a, and are personalized from the NFL. And you wanted a heated bench for when you're waiting for your bus. Yeah. You wanted a helmet warmer for your helmet. Um, for hats. Okay. Why don't you just put your hat on the heater? Put your hat on the radiator and off you go. I've never seen Fez wear a hat, actually. No, I, think about it. I, don't, I don't like to get into it. The thing is, is he's doing fine. Okay. He's involved. And you said I was just seeing J- Jay Cutler give up. That made you think, I don't want to be a Jay Cutler. I don't want to be a Jay Cutler. And then I saw all the comments about him. You know, and he may be, he may feel differently. His coach and teammates may feel differently about what he was able to do. But like you said, it's the perception. It was the people out there who were seeing him. Well, that, you know, that he's not going to get able to get past that. So what are you saying? It's fair? It's not fair or what? Um, no, it's probably not fair because nobody knows exactly what happened, but that's the way life is. It's going to be the, it's going to be how that guy's perceived. Everybody wants to see somebody appreciate what they have. You know what I mean? Like if you have a fantasy job, if you're a movie actor, you hate those guys who act like I hate making movies because no one's making you. You know what I mean? And we know it hurts to be a pro football player. We get that, but you, you know, you chose it. We like to see guys give 100%. We'll take it back to perception. He definitely didn't feel like he was connected to his own team once he was or wasn't hurt. Uh, Colleen that called earlier, was it Colleen that said he should have been there working with the third-string quarterback, Uh going over his head, you know, pointing things out that he's seen? Yeah. He did not look like he cared. I mean, I, I'm not a big Tony Romo fan at all. Uh, but, Why not? But, Why don't you do what I call him, bony homo, and then start laughing? Because he is kind of a bony homo. But when he was in there with his sling, when his uh, collarbone got broken, mm-hmm. he was all over the place. 
trying to will that Dallas Cowboys team to win. Is that how you feel like you are with the Ron and Fez show? Um, I could probably improve in that area. No, you do great with the younger guys. I saw the way you pumped Zeno up the other day, how you were with that intern, the day that he did stuff. I don't think you come off cranky and elitist. I know when you're having some drinks, you always say some great stuff about Chris Stanley, and you bring him the breakfast in in the morning and say, what can I do for you, Chris? You are the bony homo of this show. Um... Why? What are, you, what are you laughing at, Chris? When Fez gets drunk, he attacks me. So what? You can't take it? I haven't had breakfast in months. I stopped and got breakfast today. Oh, what'd you get? Well, I got a bacon, egg, and cheese on a hard roll. That sounds good. I was at the beautiful uh, Lexington Candy Shop, one of my favorite uh, breakfast places uh, in New York. And there is a, a lovely picture of Cousin Brucey. And... Uh, it said, hey, Cousin John, thanks for all the pickles and jelly to take home. <laughs> he takes home pickles and jelly from there. What the fuck is Cousin Brucey doing over in that studio? He's fucking pregnant. Cousin Brucey is going to have a little cousin. Like Snooky with the pretzels. Uh, please. Does everything got to be Snooky with you? Sometimes. I'm a good person. Oh, God. That's so sad to watch. Um, Dan, you're on a fez. Go ahead, Dan. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to comment uh, the feds there about those heaters, the benches, the NFL game. So, those are actually just ready heaters, apparently. So, I, I think that would be kind of tough to get those uh, on every bench for the bus. Yeah, we are, you know. The electricity thing. I mean, I guess it would be great for homeless because they like to sleep outside. I um, usually find a great to sleep over, though. Uh, let's go over here to Doug in Ohio. You're on fest. Hello? Go ahead, Doug. Yeah, hey, I wanted to say to Fezzy there. Fezzy, with all your problems that you got and your type 2 diabetic, you can't, you know, handle half the shit you got going on, and this guy's playing quarterback in the NFL with the worst offensive line in the NFL. And uh, type 1 diabetic, and, and you guys are, like, questioning his toughness. I just don't get it. I'm no Cutler fan, but man, oh, man. No, you come off like the world's biggest Cutler fan. I bet you're wearing a Cutler jersey for this phone call. Yeah, I probably am. But I'm Why not. don't you just have a fucking orange slice if that's what's bothering him? And it isn't so much that Fez and I were going off on him, but the other players from the NFL were tweeting it. Those guys play with pain. And when uh, Brady got operated the day after the last game against the Jets, no one in the NFL said, oh, that's why. People are like, yes, everybody out here hurts. Play hurt. It fucking hurts like hell. It's an ugly, horrible sport. We've all seen any given Sunday. Shark played hurt. Dude, I, that's in my fucking queue for tonight. Oh, sorry. As long as Shark's neck's okay. I don't know about that. What? He gets a bonus, though. I got a text from fucking Eastside Dave the other night, 2.30 in the morning. Steelers have to win. <laughs> so then... <laughs> what the fuck? Then I write to him at halftime, just for fun. I'm, I'm texting. 
fuck Rex Ryan, that toe-sucking fuck, right? No apparent reason for it. And then he writes back to me, seriously. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Dan, you're on the Run Fez Show. Hey, Fezzy, if you're worried about helmet warmers, why don't you get one named Bob? It's the speed of the comeback that makes it all work. Uh, let's go over here to Mike. You're on Run Fez. Hey, Fezzy. Yes. Don't worry about Jay Cutler, because remember, he played for Vandy. And he would throw for like 350 yards a game and still lose eight games a season. He's plenty used to it. Were you worried about him, Fez? No, I wasn't worried about him in the least. What was your big feeling on Cutler? Where it's like, all right, I understand where people get this perception from. Perception of who? Of Jay Cutler. Right. And what is it? That he wasn't trying out there. He may be really hurt. I don't know, but you know that. But everyone was seeing just from his attitude on the sideline that he wasn't going out there to try to win a trip to the Super Bowl. Now you said you identified with that immediately. Yeah, because you said you refused to go to the Super Bowl. Well, no, I didn't say that. But um, I have no interest in going to the Super Bowl. So why would you identify then? Because I think that um, you have to you have to address your perception that even if you're feeling you know that you well let's have you uh, address your perception today because I don't know where you're going with this. Do you uh, know Hicks? No idea. Is he addressing his perception, or is he perceptive of his addressing? I'm not. I'm not. I don't know. Which one are you doing, Fez? I guess I'm addressing my perception. All right, what is your perception of yourself? That it's that um, when I lock up in here, that it's just a lack of heart, that it's not trying. Mm. That when I'm fr- you know, freezing up then I, and I get the panic attacks, that it's just that somehow I enjoy having a panic attack. Well, not so much that you enjoy it, but the thing is that you're used to it. See, the whole thing about the fear thing, you don't get, no one goes without fear. Everybody has some amount of fear. Mm-hmm. It's just that you have to get over it. So what would you like to say to the general public then? That I am working to get over all of this stuff. That I am, you know, a cutler. I don't, you know, I don't feel like I am because I am trying. I do go to the therapy and I'm working on all of this to get past every bit of it. But the fact that you watched a guy uh, in an occupation totally different from yours get tackled, have his leg hurt, then he sat on the bench in the cold, how you identified with that and brought it into yours, I'm still not uh I'm still not seeing like how that became about you while you were watching that game. Well I have some narcissism that I have to work on too. Um are Yes I am. In what way? How do you stop being a narcissist? Well, it's uh, I'm just trying to change my course of thinking. Maybe I didn't do it yesterday with Jay Cutler, but... What are you doing to... Now, explain narcissism to people that aren't familiar with it, because normally when we talk about a narcissist, that's someone who will sit in front of a mirror and, and admire their beauty. Is that what you say that you are? No, no. Do you but... sit there and check out your body and go like this? Fuck, that looks good. Any woman with me is lucky. 
No, but it's a, in my case, it's a, it's a situation of just thinking everything is very personal. Mm-hmm. Like if someone cut me off in traffic, they did it to me on purpose. Right. So it's, it's that sort of thing. Don't you think we've all had that though? Or, um, yeah, but it's, it's also a, a thing of, um, you know, like, if something bad happens, it's my fault. I knew I would ruin that when it could have been completely right, out of my circumstances. You remember last week our friend Chris Stanley came to us with a couple of problems. Mm-hmm. Have you worked to help him solve those problems? Yeah, I, I believe so. Why are you taking it defense? I'm just asking you. I don't know what you've done. Have you went over the two things that he addressed with us? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, uh, and tried to uh, delegate stuff out to other people. Um, Chris, you find this to be true? Part of it, I mean, the two things I brought up, I mean, one of them, I don't know if it happened or not, but the other one, now that you're trying to delegate things, sure. So the one is that, that's actually the one that's got you stressed the most, he hasn't been there for you. I, I don't know. I didn't bring it back up. I, maybe it's, that's on me, I guess. I don't know. Um, here's our old buddy, Arch. Arch, you're on Hey, Fez, um, are you one of those guys that's just not happy unless you're miserable? No, I'm, when I'm miserable, I'm miserable. Well, the Advice Show. What do you have for him, Arch? Well, it seems that, like, he's pretty engaged right now, and it's, it's the same broken record. We're speaking about, not exactly about the same problems, but pretty close. And that's when he's engaged, and that's when he seems... You get a little bit of that Fez voice back, just speaking about yourself. So that's a bad the thing? The Advice Show. Well, I think his point is that somehow we wrestled it away from football talk back into how you think about yourself and locking up. That As we're talking about whether Jay Cutler is, you know, uh, a tough guy or a sissy, you took it into, I know what Jay Cutler's going through. I deal the same way. Yeah, I didn't mean to. I apologize to everyone. I didn't mean to do that. Well, I know you feel bad. Yeah. The advice show. Maybe you should start feeling better about yourself. Do you know that it takes uh, less muscles to smile than it does to smack a girl around and make her feel bad about herself? (laughs) Which, oddly, is the only time that I can start to feel good. You know what's a really turn off for me with a, a woman is high self-esteem. I don't get it. What do you mean you want like uh, that out of the dog dish? You're starting to hurt my feelings. I'm sorry, Fez. We didn't mean to make you cry. Uh, but, no, I'm good. But well, you just did though. What do you mean? No, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm past it. Just a momentary blip. Right, but we didn't mean for you to have a momentary blip. But the point was. I think that we were making is we don't know how that got back into being about you. I mean, you you would have had to brought it up. Yeah, uh, I I should have just stuck with Cutler. I'd like to see the Fez voice in other areas than when we're speaking about these problems. Fez voice. What, do you like the Fez voice or no? Oh yeah. Hmm. All right. But I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's the real Fez, though. Well, I think the Fez voice was there when I was talking about Caleb Haney. 
Yeah. That was written, though. Ah. Fez voice. <laughs> when you write that, you, you're able to get into Fez voice. But, but the point is, we don't know whether you always want to be Fez when you're just talking. Yeah, I do. Okay. All right, Arch. Talk to you later, buddy. Uh, Fred, you're on the Run and Fez show. Ronnie, Fezzy. Yeah. What are you guys going to do a CD? Compete with Norton. Well. Favorite comedians. Now, uh, first of all, thank you very much. I would never think about com- competing. Jim has a brand new uh, CD out right now that is, you can pre-order it before it's time. Pre-order it. Uh, it's called Despicable, and it's, um... Available at Amazon.com. It's going to be out March 8th. March 8th is the release date. Really, really uh, looking forward to this. Um, here's uh, Mike. Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddies. Hey, it's so clear that Fezzy Cutler had alternative motives for bringing up uh, Jay Cutler and the Bears. See ya. Do you feel like that, that was the whole point from the beginning, Fez? Oh, no, no. I, don't, I just, you know, was saying I understand where the fans are coming from, and I understand where Jay Cutler's uh, coming from. That was all I was trying to say. You're like a god where you can sit above it all. You can sit above it all. Uh, 866 Ron and uh, Fez. 866 Ron and Fez. Uh, here's uh, Mike. Mike, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, it just came out on ESPN. Cutler has a torn MCL in his left knee. Well, there you have it. It's just like Fez. Fez goes through the same thing where he gets uh, odd feelings of panic mixed with narcissism and some self-loathing. And, a but, lot. But more important, more loathing for others. Uh, the other day, Fez, uh, when you dropped the... <laughs> Fez voice... And went after, um, oddly, Zito so hard on Friday. Uh, and out of nowhere, when we just uh, read uh, Gabe's sitcom idea for us, um, when you look back over that, Fez, was that narcissism playing into it? That was narcissism, yes. In what way? Uh, thinking that this was, um, that, it, that it was uh, a conspiracy against me. Do you still think that it was? Oh, I still think it was, but it probably wasn't the time and place to bring it up. Well, I mean, if it was, it was. I mean, if it was, if it was a conspiracy about against you, that's a lot different than you being paranoid, right? Sure. So, what is the truth? So, I, I, I think it was a conspiracy, but I probably should have just rolled along with it. So it's not so much that you were wrong. But the way you were wrong. My reaction was wrong. Mm. Um, here is George in Texas. You're on Fez. Hey, Ron. How you doing? Uh, how, how you doing, Fez? Uh, I had a question for Ron. Uh, hey, I know you got the Jimmy CD. Could you play us like a little tidbit so we could hear what we're uh, pre-ordering? Well, what I could do is just play the entire thing and then let you guys upload it. And then hey, that, that way you won't have to pre-order. Well, okay. That sounds great. But, I'm not, uh, play, I'm not playing that game. I'm not playing. I just wanted to back in because I'm not a bootlegger. 
Uh, plus, you really want to get the physical CD because then you get pictures of Jimmy when he was in school. Um, I'm really looking forward to this thing being out there. Uh, despicable, Jim Norton. Um, eight six six run zero fez, eight six six run zero fez. Barry, you're on fez. Yeah. Barry. Yes, sir. Yeah. How y'all doing, buddy? Good. Um, everybody's coming down on this backup quarterback, and, you know, I'm a UT fan for, you know, Longhorns, and the same thing happened to us last year. You know, Colt McCoy is out in the first quarter, and they're acting like this backup quarterback didn't practice every week with the rest of the team and that he shouldn't have been on the field and talking all that crazy stuff about him. But, um, Fez, uh, my wife has panic attacks. So when she does, I just put my dick in her ass. So maybe I need a homo fudge stickle up there. The Advice Show. Clever. Uh, but let's face it. The third string quarterback is not taking the same amount of snaps with the first string players. It's a difficult pos- position to be into. And then, of course, he comes in cold. It's not easy. Uh, if it wasn't, if it was okay then why not pay the third-string quarterback the same as you pay the first-string? Um, Marshall, you're on Fez. Hey, buddies. Um, first, I just want to say I love the, the advice show. I think Fez's kind of uh, battle with himself is, is endlessly fucking interesting. The advice show. <laughs> Does it feel interesting to you, Fez? No. No, it doesn't. I know. I know. But Tonight you're seeing the shrink, right? Server, yeah. So. What's, what's the aim for tonight's show? Um, uh, to work with the panic again. So, I mean, the reason I'm calling is, is there are two easy, concrete things you can do, uh, Fezzi. One is have Ronnie go to an appointment with you, and um, two, go ahead and do the 12 steps. Even if it's creepy or weird or whatever, go ahead and, and do it. Try it. Um. The Advice Show. We gotta find some red red hot midtown meetings. I mean it's gotta be red hot midtowners. Uh Fezzi, I remember a couple years ago. You told me you thought the whole panic thing had to do with the secret, right? Right, yeah. So why haven't we said the secret? Um, I just haven't felt ready to. Where... You want me to just say it? No, that's okay. Why? No, I'd rather you do I'm ready. I can do it. Matter of fact, it's not going to bother me at all. You have my support, Ron. You know what? That means a lot to me. I just want to be there for you. Yeah. I always see that in those reality shows that your generation always likes the support of their roommates. I thought my roommates would be there to support me. I never understood that support thing. Now, jumping into a fight, I get 100%. All right. I want to tell everyone about a secret. No, let's not. Why? What would be the bad thing? No, it, it just I'm just not ready for it. It wouldn't be a bad thing, but it's just something I'm not ready for. You're never going to be ready for it. That's why I'm going to put it in, in the past. Because it looms for you so big in the future, right? Mm-hmm. And just imagine how small it's going to be in the past. The distant weird memory. Yeah. Something that wishes. Look, let me just tell, say the secret. You're panicking right now, just the thought of it? Yeah, a little bit. 
let the audience throw up in their mouth. They're either going to spit it or swallow it back down. And then we move on and we do a show. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know something about Fez Watley, something that he... I'd rather you didn't, please. There's something he's ashamed of. A feeling that he gets that, of course, means that he hates Jesus and loves the devil. And that is... No, don't. Really? What bothers you? No, I'd rather you just didn't. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's time. But what would be the worst thing that could possibly happen? They would judge you? Um, I, I guess so. I don't know. I don't know what the worst thing that could Can happen. Can I tell you what you're worried about? What? You're wondering if they'll be judging your breath from that point on. I'm wondering what it smells like. That's what I believe. I worry about that anyway. That's why I carry these strips. Um, do you want me to just fucking just lay it out there? No, 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 no. Alright, so you worry that people think what? Um, I don't, I don't know what they'll think. I don't know what anyone would think. You don't know what anyone thinks now. That's true. So what's the problem? When you're the one who told me that this would be the thing that would get the anxiety to fall away. Right. And then uh, there's that other fear since it didn't fall away. Well, you haven't let that, it out yet. You haven't let the secret out. All right. So you're worried that people will judge you, right? Yes. Name any one friend of ours well, that f- doesn't know the secret, that you haven't told the secret to. Yeah. Well, um... Name just a friend. Uh, Mouthy Life Chris. Do you think Mafia Life Chris would judge you harshly? Um, probably not. Mm. Probably is the big word there. Uh, by the way, uh, he's got Angelina coming out on the front of his magazine. He's very excited about it. Whoa. Uh, Frank, you're in Yeah, Ron, have Inky Bon. Oh, good. Jack Lemoyne, dead in 96. Hmm. They said that it was a horrible sit-up accident is what finally killed him. Jacqueline Lane made it okay for grown men to wear leotards, I believe. And yet it's never okay after him. I can't Hmm. believe he made it in 96. Why? Well, here's the point. Wouldn't he have been better off if he would have watched more TV drank and did dope and then died at 75 like a normal person. I mean, what are you really getting out of fucking 75 to 96? Depression. I don't know. Adult living diapers? In a, living in a fucking home. Living on a home or living in a prayer? And, that, and then that pneumonia comes and gets him. No matter how much juice he drank in those infomercials, he still got pneumonia. He was on steroids? He was a juicer? Yeah, he had like a juice machine. I, I think he did as well as the Juice Man. I think he had his own. I don't know. I don't watch infomercials. It's going to shock you. Oh, let's forget his name. The guy who just waved. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I didn't see who it was. Mm. Narcissist. Come on, man. Jeez. All right, I am going to tell everyone about a secret. No, don't. Why? I would really rather you didn't. Don't give me $25. I give you 20 That's all I have on me right now. Then you owe me 5 And I want $25 an hour. 
a Cino to show. We nice. keep it all in the DL. Let me just tell him part of the secret. No, I don't think so. I, really I think don't know which part is. you're telling. And you still haven't acted on the secret. No, I still haven't. I think you don't have a secret then. No. I thought for a while he did, but... Do you think you have a secret? Oh, yeah. I See, here's what it seems time. like to me. Let's suppose I said to Chris. What up? Chris, I know where there's buried treasure. Oh, shit. Let's go fucking dig it up. We can't. There isn't any. What? So, but I know the buried treasure spot. There's just no buried treasure there. All right, then there ain't no treasure there, dude. There is, because I feel like there is. Yeah, but it's not really there. It's seen. Oh, God, I'm exhausted from that. Oh, I can't. I can't do eight shows a week. I can't fucking do it. Um, if you want me to be able to do this, I'm going to have to have somebody who's going to come in and work the. Well, we're dark on Wednesday, so. Well, Wednesday is my drinking day. Could I give everyone a hint about your secret? Um, how good of a hint? What would be this? It doesn't exist. Have you talked this over with your shrink? Oh, yeah. Yep. Does he think that you should be open with your audience? Um, he just says, you know, when I'm ready to. Mm. Let's all go to a session with Fez. For years, and you've always said no, Fez. And I believe it's because I will tell the truth, and the bullshit would finally go away. I would be very blunt in that fucking session, and I would be going, No one cares about his mom, and stop calling him an, uh, an alcoholic. He locks up at work. Because most of the time, I'll go, What did you guys talk about? What happened at work today? And I'm like, No, we didn't get to that. And I'll be like, well, what you talking about? Oh, my mom. Oh. A lot of stuff with your mom, huh? Yeah, yeah. Do you think it's because the way your mom was to you is why you have a secret? No, I think I think I had the secret anyway. But just the way uh, me and my mom related, I think it makes the secret a little bit tougher to have. Um, because because it's not acceptable. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I feel it's acceptable, but. Raised that way, a lot of that drilled in. Mm. And you, you weren't given like unconditional love. Do you know what unconditional love is? What's that? It's just love for you being you. Oh no, no, no! It it doesn't, you know. And conditional love, where if I'll do the right things, then I'll get love. Like, what kind of love do you think that you more believe in with your family? Unconditional love or conditional love? Conditional. Mm-hmm. And what kind of things could keep you from being loved, either as a little kid or as an adult? Um, uh... The Advice Show. I love that sax in there, by the way. It makes a beautiful sound. It does. It's a morning sax. It's not a nighttime sax. Mm -mm. You won't hear that on any night show, <laughs> but any of those morning shows, you will. Mm -hmm. uh, what's going to keep uh, Little Fez from getting uh, love? Um, just, uh, not measuring up 
that sort of thing. Measure up how? Um, if if I was to act on the secret, mm-hmm. yeah, that that wouldn't be that would that would take a that would be conditional love under those conditions. Um, do you feel like you get love from your mom now? Um, yeah. Does I, your mom love you? Yeah, she like she liked. Uh, yeah, she loves me. In her own way. Um, I suppose so. I think she loves me now, and but I'm just you know. Yeah, sure. Because your money in the bag's Murphy. I don't think she much liked me for a long time. Why was that? Because your voice was higher than other boys. I think that was part of it. Yes. Cut you in her panties and bra. Oh. Going like this as a kid. I do me. Once I had a secret. So this all has, turns to be about your mom. I think that's where it started, and then I've taken it on myself. I've become my own mother. Who told you that? Your shrink? No, that was one I came up with. Sometimes you just got to say goodbye horses, Fez. Maybe you want to start killing fat girls? Keeping them in a pit? Starving them? I'll start taking a pit. Guess what? You might end up being a pair of coolots. You better be careful. and dreams lying on the ground. Say the secret, Fez. Say it. Word it out. Say it, Fez. And he said, hold on, sir. I won't say you're wrong. I must disagree. Oh, no, sir. I must say you're wrong. Won't you listen to me? What are you talking now, Fez? All right, hold on. Adam, you're around the Fez. Adam, what do you got? Oh, hey, guys. Uh, yeah, I'm always wondering, uh, has Fez's mom ever been confronted on the air? How about uh, bringing her on like they do with uh, Sam's mom on no and A? And I don't know, maybe kind of seeing if... Uh, the Advice Show. Let's give her a call. 813 area code. Over 
When all else fails, we can whip the horse's eyes. Paul, you're a manifest. Yeah, Ronnie, uh, this is the most refreshing I've Oh, shut the time. fuck up, Paul. Shut I'm, I'm the fuck up, you time. stupid bill. No, no, bully. No, no. I will. I'll fucking stand up for Fez today because I can't stand your fucking voice. I'll smack your eyes out of your fucking head. See how you talk, Fez? Let's call your mom, Fez, and tell her the secret. Mom, I got a secret for you. It's something really bad. Sometimes, late at night. Why is it, uh, what's wrong with keeping a secret to yourself? Why does the shrink even think that's a bad idea? Well, it's, um, no, I, I, I don't think it's a bad idea, but it's just how, all in how I'm dealing with it. Of what's going to make me feel better. Well, what's going to make you feel better? Um, I'm not sure at this point. If I could just get, you know, a handle on everything myself, I don't even... The Advice Show. So is telling the secret or not telling the secret? Because the initial thing was telling the secret was the good thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. So why, why are we backing out of that? Well, right now we're just waiting. It's not that I won't ever tell it. It's just that right now, uh, today's not the day. Does it bother you that uh, by the time you now that you're ready to tell it someday, everybody is already knows and going, hmm, big deal. Uh, let's go over here to Mike. Mike, you're in Fez. Hey, guys, love the advice show. Love it. Uh, got an Ichiban for you. The advice show. There's nothing like morning sex. Uh, what do you got for me? Uh, I got an Ichiban about the egotistical Oprah Winfrey. Mm-hmm. Uh, does anyone really care that she has a sister? I mean, she comes on TV to announce she's got a sister. You know, I know that, that know was going to be a big secret, secret announcement. That's Oprah's secret. No one gives about no one gives a shit about Oprah's secret. But everybody in the country cares about Fez's secret. Um. So, what do you? Uh, is it the fa- through the father or the mother? Did her mother give up a baby, or did her father just nail somebody? No, it was probably both her parents were, were assholes and, you know, had sex with people all over the place. And who knows? Who knows who this person is? All right, I'm going to watch Oprah today, then. i got to see your sister. Looks like the, it was the mother's kid, and she didn't tell Oprah about it. After all these years, when she knows Oprah's got a billion fucking dollars. It's a dick move. Could be fucking helping out this chicken head. Yeah, if you're Gail King or Stedman, you got to feel bad about any sort of Oprah Winfrey family reunion. Why? Because it's you know that Stedman or uh, Gail are going to get taken care of if anything happens to Oprah. You know how much money Oprah has? She could break off $300 million for this fucking uh, woman's no one going to know about it. In the meantime, Lord knows what she's been up to. She's been down on her fucking knees scrubbing floors when she could be Oprah's personal secretary. I wish the real surprise would have been that she really did smoke crack with that guy in Chicago. So what? Who hasn't smoked crack with somebody in Chicago? We all have. Good point. Uh, Dave, you're on Run Fez. 
Yeah, I was wondering if Fez would give uh, you permission to put the secret on his tombstone, because I think that's the only time we're ever going to be able to hear what it is. Maybe I'll just tweet it. Tweet that. Is 11 going to be the year that you drop the secret, Fez? Uh, yeah, uh, yes, I'll say that. Would you do it within one month? Um, yes, one month. You're just saying that today. So we're in one month. I'm going to just say it now then. Because I see that it's not talked out or thought about. Why are you dropping it within a month? Well, to try Push to, it back a little bit? Try to get myself more ready to do this. Just in time for Black History Month. All right. Uh, let's see. I'm looking over the tw- uh, Twitter page here. Uh, J.L. Lawson said, I went to a party at the Time Warner Center where the dude was handing out the suppositories at the door. Fancy. Those are those down suppositories we were talking about. Or like fucking Hicks likes to say, where the down boys go. I saw that HTG has been lobbying to uh, get J.L.A. as one of the 202 friends. I don't know. That would be huge. That would be a giant breakthrough. I mean, it would give a rookie of the year honors. My problem is I don't like anybody powering up with uh, HTG. Then it becomes, you know, hey. Why do you have to have those other people on the show talking about that? That's disgusting. Uh, um, here's uh, Eric, your manifest. Hey, guys. What's up? Hello. What can we do for you, buddy? Hey, uh, why don't you get Fez's psychologist on the show, and then you guys can give him uh, the once-over. Uh, you've always been afraid, Fez, for us to meet your psychologist. Yeah, I don't know if the world's mixed. Why not? Well, somebody needs to get that quack. See ya! Ooh, 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 ooh. What worlds do you have, Fez? Well, my uh, therapist world and, uh, you know, the the world of the callers and everything. What about me and Ron? What world are we in? You're in my friendship world. You're in my therapy world. And how come I've never been invited? I've asked time and time again to go in there and drop that fucker. Mm -hmm. I'd love to meet that fucking carny. Is he the one who told you never bring in a breakfast for Hicks again? No, he didn't say that. That was me. Oh. I need my nutrition. I will we'll take a break here. When we get back, something's been dri- driving fucking Pepper Hicks right out of his head. Maybe he needs a little... The Advice Show. You want some advice, Peps? Well, you know, we mentioned it briefly earlier. You mentioned it, Ron, with a couple of spy reports about Kevin Smith and Sundance. Well, there, something else also came out about Sundance, about Kevin Smith, that's very upsetting to me. And uh, Was it different from what I had to say? It was different from what you had to say, yes. Because I'm not starting to believe you right now. Oh, you should believe me. A lot of times you talk shit. Well, me talk shit? <laughs> no. Listen, Red State's going to be awesome. Good for fucking Kevin Smith. He needs that shit. I, and now the way the reviews, it doesn't sound like it's a zombie movie at all. No, it's it's weird. I don't know what the fuck's Didn't going on. Didn't you hear it was going to be a zombie yeah, movie? it was going to be a zombie. That's what I heard, yeah. 
And I'm like, uh, I don't know about the zombie thing. I'm not even uh, hearing about it. Uh, all right. Some Kevin Smith news when we get back here. After the jump, Ron and Fez. The Ron and Fez Show. The virus. Serious. XM. Yeah. It is the Ron and Fez show. Uh, Hicks playing the black and yellow. Does that mean you're siding with the Steelers over the Packers? I'm feeling the song a lot, Ronnie B. Steelers looking good. Um, here's a weird, weird thing. Do you know how many people live in Green Bay, Wisconsin? No. Take a guess. 100,000? That's it. 100,000. Jesus Christ. Now, there's like 90,000 fucking seats in that stadium. <laughs> 10,000 people are on a waiting list. What the fuck? But, you know, even though there's a great history in in Green Bay for the Packers, and obviously it's um, it must be exciting for people to work for that organization, you know these guys are still a little depressed when they get drafted by the Packers. They're like, really? I'm not going to San Francisco or San Diego or Miami or Dallas and Atlanta, New York, Philly. I'm going to a place with 100,000. Green Bay's great parties. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Green Bay is great for one thing, that whenever you go to a movie, there's plenty of room. You never get have to. <laughs> every fucking showing, you can get in. There's more than 100,000 people in this building that we're in right now. A tiny little podunk town. I'd be like, fuck. I've met everyone. I gotta go. Uh, Lily was telling me that when she worked in Rochester, that she ended up meeting everybody in Rochester. <laughs> God damn. After a while. Just constantly running the same fucking people over yeah. and over again. <laughs> hey, good to see you again. So what do you do when you break up with someone and you live in Rochester? Could you imagine if you... Broke up with people and still had to keep bumping into them. Oh fuck that! That happened in college where I'm a Sunny purchase. The campus was quite small, right? So yeah, that was always awkward running it. Like oh Jesus, yeah. Dining hall. Um, let's go over to Adam. Adam, you're in Fez. Hey guys, so I went to Green Bay last year for business and we got to tour the stadium. Now you go to the stadium; it's it's a it's still the old stadium, but they totally redid it. Right. And then there's houses right across the street. And then, you know, a lot of guys that they own houses, they build these party roofs. So you can party on top of the roof of this guy's house before the game, then walk across the street to the stadium. It's like a stadium in the middle of a neighborhood. Right. It's totally out of place. Well, there's no place that just doesn't feel like it's in a neighborhood there, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, it's like there's not like there's any big buildings. No, no. I mean, there's some in like one small area, but it a really bank. is just like a, a. It's a smaller town. It's it's not a city. There's not a lot you can do about it. 
And that's the thing is like, if you get fucked up in Green Bay, everybody's going to know about it. You know what I mean? It's, it's like here, you can go to one part of town and get fucked up and I'll be like, that's where I do my thing. At. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's where I get a little weird. All right. That's my fucking leather mask area. You know, that's a fucking dungeon. I'm able to fucking relax, blow off a little fucking steam. But you don't want everybody going like, hey, dude, I saw you last night going in the triple X store right across the street from my house. You're like, really? Everybody's going to know everything? Maybe I'm going to open up my own triple X store then. Like, I don't want to go in every restaurant in town and have everybody know exactly what I'm ordering. Just the usual, buddy, huh? Pickles and jelly, cousin Brucey. <laughs> That's right, cousin. So, no matter where you are, no matter where you live in America, you're like, wait, if Green Bay, Green Bay has a town, I should have one. Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. That's what, actually, that's what should, Earl should be, black and yellow. That should be his fucking theme song. By the way, Earl walked all the way home from me the other day after he came in here. Just like the old days, Ronnie B. Talking the whole way with the snow coming in sideways, oh. and he was making a grimace face. <laughs> Just bringing up Motown records to me or, you know, sleazy stories that I told him before. He's just repeating back. <laughs> Did that really happen? It's like he never left. Yeah. No, he really hasn't. Crazy bastard. Here's my best friends right now. Number one, uh, Fez. Thank you. I'm going from bottom up. Oh. So that's actually the 10 position. Does that bother you, your 10th? Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. Was Zito here? You're 11th. Now, uh, hold on. I got to go to Randy. Randy knows a little bit about this. Randy, you're on running Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, uh, I want to back that last guy up, that that stadium in Green Bay is so close to everything that uh, one of the traditions there is you'll see them uh, when they're practicing or whatnot, you'll see the football players dress in their full uniforms riding the kids' bikes from the neighborhood to the stadium. It's pretty funny to see. Now, why do they do that? It's just, I guess it's just a tradition. I was up there, and you'd see that. You'd see uh, these football players, uh, pads and everything on, riding little kids' bikes to the stadium. So they never feel like stars in that town because there's not enough people to feel like a star. Yeah, it's all local. Yeah, because there's no fucking red velvet rope because you got to let everybody in or else the bar will fucking go empty. <laughs> Alright, boys, situation. take care. He transferred to Miami or something. Hicks had more than 100,000 people in his high school. Brooklyn, what's up? Brooklyn. Is that where you went to school? Yeah. Now, did you have to take the train through Manhattan to get to Brooklyn? Yep. How fucking stupid. I had to transfer twice. How come no one fucking rocks a uh, Queens to Brooklyn train? Hipster to hipster. There is. There's the G train, but it's notoriously bad. Hmm. Like everything else in Queens and Brooklyn. Oh come on, Queens! Is the I best. can't be over there. Big high country. It's fucking. <laughs> there's too much sky. <laughs> it is a big sky country. I feel about Queens the same way I guess that some people f feel about Wyoming. It just has a very large thing. It's beautiful though. Lots of construction happening. Trixie's dad rocking this, huh? When this is over, over and down, and all 
those changes have come and gone. I'm gonna meet you in the big sky country. I just wanna prove mama looking last year. Like hallelujah in the big sky country. Just like forever and ever is wild. Getting over in the big sky country. Get kissing time. Kissing time. I just can't keep playing songs and sing along with them, but this is a fucking great song. Yeah. I didn't think you even liked it. Come on, it's the Whitley clan. Beautiful. You held my name. You held my body through the thick and thin. On a bed of roses in the big sky country. Spread out to love you, love you in your second skin Like a hallelujah in the big sky country Just like forever and I ever is wild Throwing it over. So just watch them lovers. Oh, parade. All right, stop it. We gotta get back to the show. We gotta get back to the show. It can't be all about Chris Whitley. Uh, here's uh, Chris. You're on the Ron and Fez show. Uh, Ron, hey, I uh, had an Ichiban for you. Oh, town, goddammit. Ichiban! We're about to shut down the Ichiban one day. Well, apparently down in Mississippi, they're, they're, they're using bath salt. To uh, get amazingly high. Apparently, it's a pretty bad trip. That one guy cut his throat after he uh, after he tried it. But I was kind of sad to see it was just another excuse for people in Mississippi not to take a bath. So you, uh, now, how do you get high on a bath salt, though? I don't know. It's, it's, the article's on on uh, Yahoo, but apparently they're going to ban these bath salts. There's some kind of chemical that's similar to meth. Well, get some. Let's uh, fucking cook it. Yeah, they're cooking the bath salt. And uh, one guy killed his parents. One kid had, like, some horrible trip, but apparently it's addictive, so they're, you know, doing it over and over again. Mm. All right. Oh, yeah. Miss, all right, hold on. That's right. It is uh, Montana's is uh, big sky country. I said Wyoming. I don't know if there's that fucking big a difference between Wyoming and Montana, but those fuckers would like to keep their shit straight. This Look, let me just say something. This is a goddamn apology from Ronnie B., to the Rocky Mountain states. I fucking did you wrong today. I know what you do it. I don't leave a fucking man behind. I'm not Jay Cutler. I'm a man of my word. And word is bond. Word that's, is bond. That's why sometimes Hicks will, just, Hicks will yell out bond when I'm fucking talking. It ain't for James Bond. Bond. It's for word is bond. And we don't fucking rat here. We don't fucking squeal. We're not Italians. Fucking can't wait to get on the stand and start talking about our friends. 
Bond. Uh, Hughes Cabin in Mississippi. What the fuck's going on down there in Bath Salt well, Land? First of all, it didn't start in Mississippi, Ronnie. It's just one news story, and that dumbass didn't do his research. It's all over the country. It's an ivory wave bath soap. And it started off women using it for, like, a diuretic to lose lose weight and all that shit. And it, apparently it's worse than meth. And uh, you can buy it anywhere. It's just ivory wave. Ivory Wayans, fucking Kenan Ivory Wayans, bath salt. Now, what yeah, do you got to do to get high on this? I guess you just burn it and smoke it. I'm not real sure. I guess inhale the fumes of it. But uh, this Ivory Wave. It's, like just, a, it's just a straight chemical high. It sounds fucking hideous. Looks like you can snort it, too. It's also called, called Hurricane Charlie. Yeah, that's it. A little bit of white lightning. Uh, hold on. Uh, catnip girl saying, don't be dissing my uh, hometown, Green Bay. Look, Catnip, no one put your fucking town down. Always said there's only 100 fucking thousand people there. That's all. There's 85,000 states, 100,000 people. 15,000 people are like, I can't believe I can't get into the game. It's kind of like a fucking nomad camp more than a goddamn city. See, that sounds like it's fucking putting it down. I'm just saying, it's not that it's many people It's a very there. livable fucking place, my friend. With Pittsburgh playing Green Bay, these are two livable towns. Yeah, if you like to boil your water every time you drink. Now, you know, first of all, Pittsburgh shouldn't even be a city if you throw a berg in there. It's a fucking berg. <laughs> and now you don't have to boil your water before you drink, you motherfucker. They have nice fucking cold drinking water. I don't know about that. I do know about it. I carnied my ass around Wisconsin. I know Fond du Lac. Okay. Uh, Paul, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, boys. Okay, uh, the bath salt stuff, it isn't really like bath salt. They're marketing it as a bath salt, so they can get away with selling it in stores, like in gas stations over with the energy drinks and shit and the, you know, the little caffeine pills they sell on the counter. But right. it's like, it's like one of those, uh, hey, this is a bath salt. You can, you can take baths with it, but, you know, it's like, you know, snort it and get high. But here's the thing. Kids, we already have something that's fi- a product that's worked for us for generations. Crank! Some crystal motherfucking meth. Get wired, get hired on crystal meth. It's like people are afraid to buy illegal drugs these days. I don't fucking get it. I don't want to buy my fucking dope in a store. I want to be on the fucking street. Same thing with that K2 shit, that like legal weed or whatever people. Fuck that shit. I want a fucking gun under my fucking jacket going like this. No, everything's good. I'm fucking glad. I'm glad that you're a little paranoid. Believe me, if you weren't paranoid, then I'd be paranoid. Now, I know I ain't a fucking cop. Because look at me. I'm fucking wired out. Count tracks, motherfucker. Is a fucking cop going to do this to his body? So you're the fucking cop. That's, by the way, if you ever get in that situation, call that other person a cop. When things get weird... Just say this. You're starting to talk like a cop because that'll really <laughs> fucking turn a room sideways. Um, here's Paul, Wisconsin. You're on a fence. Hey, guys. I'm uh, 33 years old. I lived just south of Green Bay. My dad put me on the season ticket waiting list um, right when I was born. I still don't have season tickets yet. Shit, I walked up there last week and got fucking season tickets. I don't know what's <laughs> going on with you. You but maybe you change your phone number. No, I get a postcard every year. They send it to me. There's just nothing else to do up here. That's why everybody's such a big Packer fan. I don't what know what you're talking about. I got fucking blown in Racine. 
So I don't know why you're saying there's nothing to do. Maybe the people that can't see the game could at least get in to work the concessions. I did that too during high school. It was the best. It's the only way you could get in. You fucking turn around every once in a while. You're standing with fucking cotton candy. You don't go team. <laughs> um, is is Wisconsin going fucking just ape shit right now? Yeah, it's it's crazy. That's all everybody's been talking about for the last two weeks, and now it's just even getting crazier. I mean, like I said, it's freezing cold during the winter. There's nothing around. So people just go fucking nuts about the Packers. That's all we have, you know? Well, you know, these are two good football towns. I mean, these are towns that love their football. I think it's going to be a really good time. It's very traditional. I'm happy with this Super Bowl. I am. It should be a good game. It's going to be close no matter what, I think. Yeah? What's your prediction, though? I think uh, the Pack by seven. Good luck to you, pal. Thanks, buddy. It's all gonna fucking coming down in two weeks. So enjoy yourself now. I'll tell you this: you fucking folks talk about. You ever been to Madison, Wisconsin? No. Where you been? Actually, been nowhere. Those people in Madison, Wisconsin, which by the way, is a pretty little town, they get fucked up there. Well, what, I mean, I guess there's nothing else to do, right? You just get, you just get. What do you mean, nothing else to do? What else you? What are you going to museums? You get fucked up here. What is this whole nothing else to do? You I, can fucking see Mama from your house, and you sit in your fucking uh, living room and get fucking whacked. Fuck yeah. One don't have nothing to do with the other. Oh, I'm not going to get drunk tonight. I'm going to the ballet. That's right, Ron. <laughs> I don't fuck seriously. I don't see you over there. Like, it's just like getting fucked up in Madison, then. There's a bunch of alcoholics in that fucking town. Well, you know, you're always fucking talking about your Madison shoes. Yeah. We do a thing called the Madison Blues. So who's the fucking say? Who's the fucking say? I hate when everyone, like, fucking says, oh, there's nothing to do there. So people get fucked up. I could be, seriously. What the fuck's this shit? Bring down a little Mr. Thurgood from yeah. Dollar Who, Dollar What, Dollar Where. <laughs> I told you, I don't want to sing wrong with every every song today. I was throwing him up, though, Ron. Come on. Listen to this. This is Delaware Rock. Come on, crank it like we're fucking men. This is for the people of Green Bay. Because you don't have your own fucking song. Ah, you friends talk about your Madison shoes. We do a thing we call the Madison Blues. We do the Madison Blues. We do the Madison Blues. We do the Madison Blues, baby. Right away,
can't be doing James Elmore fucking records all day. Uh, I told you that before. We just can't fucking just jump into a song. We're doing a talk radio show, talking fucking shit. Jimmy, you're on Ron Fez show. Hey, fellas. How you doing? That's none of your business, Jimmy. All right. What happens right. here is between me and Chris Stanley and the man we call Fungi, Mr. Fez Watley. Well, I can appreciate that. Thanks for being honest. Yeah. I just wanted to tell you that one of my closest friends lives in Wisconsin. He told me if I was ever there and I saw a black guy get his autograph because he plays for the Packers. And if there's uh, you running anybody who weighs more than 325, get a blowjob because it's probably a chick. All right, it's the Ron and Fez show. Eight, six, they're big girls out there. <laughs> they're big fucking girls. But you know what? You can put that down, Hicks, because you've never been on the road. But you'd be surprised. If you're out on the road, you'll say to yourself, I don't know anybody here. What do I give a fuck how fat she is? <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. So tell me what you're talking about with this Kevin Smith Sundance bullshit. <laughs> Just don't fucking b- fucking drop a little buzz and then walk away and act like I don't care. I'm right here, Ron. I'm right here. All right, so well, act I- like it, man. <laughs> I'm right here. Okay. <laughs> So after I mean, there's a responsibility with bringing up a topic. You got to fucking follow through. I know. I got to fucking add things to it. But after we come back from break, you don't jump on this. I'm going right back into the advice show. Okay. All right. So after the premiere of Red State, uh, Kevin Smith also said that he is going to retire as a director after his fucking next movie. Even though Red State's getting all these great fucking reviews, he's actually going to retire. He'll pull Gene Hackman and leave Hollywood. Except for Gene Hackman did it when he was 70. Yeah. But he's, still, he's got plenty of good roles left in him. I can't believe fucking Kevin Smith. Is he got, is the people shitting on him just too much? Who's shitting on him? I think plenty of people shit on him still for like Clerks 2 and like fuck Jersey Girl. People. Yeah, no, fuck him. Yeah, they can suck a dick. I don't know. Maybe we can. I don't know what's going on with our buddy Jermaine Lassier. You know, I know he's busy. Well, you just let him know whenever he needs to. I'd also like to talk to a motherfucker run by the name of Sea Dog. You get the opportunity today. Crazed. Okay. All right. I fucking know people myself. All right. I got shit fucking wired. Well, what else is he going to do with his time if he's not directed? I don't know. View askew. I just sell more clerks related stuff. I don't know. It's very. How about this? Just direct when you want to. You want to take five years off? Go ahead. No one's saying you got to direct every day. Yeah, why is he going on about retiring? Now, come on, Kevin Smith. Come on, buddy. Maybe he's had it with the fucking accolades. Maybe he's tired of fucking everybody standing up and clapping whenever he comes up to talk to him. He's a great man. Love Kevin Smith. A lot of people gave up on him, I think. I don't even know where that comes from. I think like the fucking hipsters or whatever, or the fucking hipsters. The online fucking... I mean, there was a backlash towards him. Even uh, People forgot what great shit he's fucking Well, bought. people, they, they do it with everybody. They did it with Mr. Quentin Tarantino. They've done it. You know, I've got to... i got to hear from people fucking tell me how much they hate Scorsese's uh, movie. 
I'm like, shut the fuck up. Come on. You ain't Scorsese. He is. Uh, let's go over here to uh, oh look who it is finally um, G-Baby hey what's up buddy yeah, uh, yeah sorry I'm on, a, I'm on a bus going between screenings here so it's a little, a little crazy I would have called earlier but I was you, in a movie you call us when you have time no uh, I can talk right now you guys want to uh, we're, we're, but I don't know you talking about Kevin Smith yeah yeah, uh, I was at that thing last night, and uh, yeah, he uh, he said that this is his second to last movie, and after his next movie, he's just going to be distributing. He's self-distributing movies, uh, and that's how he's going to distribute this movie. He was all talking about, you know, the auction. He was going to auction off the rights of the movie, and it was just a publicity stunt <laughs> that he bought the movie himself, and he's going to tour it. He's going to four-wall it. He's going to take it to theaters all across the country and charge you about 50 bucks, do a Q&A, show you the movie, and then uh, in October... He'll actually open it wide, but he's not going to pay for any advertising. He's only going to, um, you know, do stuff on Twitter. So, yeah, he's, like, doing something radical right now. I kind of dig that. That's pretty cool. Um, I like that thing. So is he is he retiring from directing forever or just for well, That's what he said. He said he, said he, he did this movie, and he's going to do one more movie. It's called Hit Somebody. It's a hockey movie um, with a bunch of the same cast. I'm getting off the bus now. I'm going to another movie, and um, and then after that, he's just going to concentrate on uh, on this producing thing and distributing. Because he basically said this movie cost four million dollars, right? Mm-hmm. If somebody was to buy it, they would spend at least twelve to twenty million marketing it. So he's like, it's impossible to make money with that model. He's like, this way, I paid four million, I'll tour it around, I'll get it on screens, and I can make four million a lot easier than I can make twenty five million. Now let me let me ask you this, T baby. Did you like Red State? Yeah, I liked Red State. It wasn't uh, incredible. It was a, it's a huge departure from Kevin Smith, though. It's basically, you know, there's no pop culture references. There's no bright colors. We're just talking. It's really like it sounds like the Waco. It's like a. It's almost like a dramatization of Waco. It's not what you expect. There's a lot of machine guns. A lot of violence. So there's um, no zombies in this. No, it's it's, it's about uh, it's about your friends on the Westboro Baptist Church. It sort of dramatizes them to the extreme. It's about I swear to God, I heard that zombies were in this movie fifty fucking times. No, no, it's a, it's he's calling it a horror movie, but it's really more of like a religious thriller. It's about you know a group of uh, kids who want to have sex and they end up being drugged by this woman who works for this church, and uh, and they're they're, they're supposed to be a main example of you know and. This guy, Aiden Cooper, who's played by Michael Parks, is supposed to be Fred Phelps, who's preaching, you know, homosexuals are bad, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the movie starts off with them, yeah. <laughs> the movie starts off with them protesting, uh, you know, a, a dead kid's funeral, a gay kid. Uh, so, it was, a, it was pretty intense, especially for Kevin Smith. All right, man. It um, sounds interesting, though. It was interesting, it was interesting. And it's in New York. Uh, the first screening of it is March 5th. At Radio City Music Hall. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, uh, we wrote all about it on cheapplugslashhome.com. Uh, we were uh, up late last night uh, making sure I had my review up and we had all the details for all the theaters. It's playing, you know, Minneapolis, Austin, Chicago, Boston. Boy, that mountain fucking air is just taking your breath away, huh? I'm running. I got to catch an 11.30 screening. And, uh, well, you better I'm hurry because it's so. 1 o'clock. Yeah, you know, fuck, I'm dead. 
All right, bro. I'll I'll yeah, talk I'll to you to, later. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm here all week, and uh, I'll try to give you when I have a couple of minutes. I'll try to get up a time and tell you about all the great movies I've seen here. All right, have fun. All right, pal. Thanks, buddy. See you later. Uh, there goes G Baby. He's the best. Uh, this uh, I swear to God, people told me ninety times. He's doing a zombie film called Red State. That's how the Republicans are zombies. <laughs> I swear to God, I fucking heard it all over the place. I, heard the same I thing. can't listen to uh, any more of these fucking people spreading Hollywood news. Skeleton G, baby. I despise Hollywood news. Uh, let me go over here to 202 Friends. And check some stuff out. What's going on over there? I don't know why Rogie said that that was just low, Ronnie B. I wonder what I said. Then go, Paco said, I wish Madison Blues was about Wisconsin. I heard that it was about Madison, New Jersey. I didn't know that. Um, 31 days and counting to the telling of Fez's secret. You're not going to fucking hold it until it. I know this fucking guy. Remember when we had the big party and he was going to fucking come out and everybody was there. Oh, man, that was crazy. I, remember, I was the first person to see him when he got there. Yeah. Oh, what a nervous, nervous wreck. That's not like him. I know. Uh, Chris, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, buddy. Uh, yeah, on his podcast, he also mentioned he wanted to get more into radio. You know, he really digs doing, you know, the the Q&A type stuff. He loves doing his podcast, uh, and he just wants to do more of the, you know, the radio medium, the way he was talking in his podcast. But he was hiring, so we don't know. You know, they don't make you all bad. Let's not fucking judge people for hiring. Never. Off bath salt or whatever. Everybody likes fucking get high on bath salt these days. Makes you kill yourself and your parents and shit. It's great. I'm not even gonna watch the Pro Bowl next week. Why I not? Hate, I hate the fucking Pro Bowl. It's the stupidest thing ever. It's a great action there. It's like watching flag football. Fazzy, I said flag. Fez boys, Fez boys, Fez boys. Um, for me, I'd leave a message with C Dog. All right, make sure that he fucking, you know, tags up with me. Okay. Where's Bond? Bond, just fucking yell out Bond, and that's plenty. Going to be plenty for us. All right. That's the only thing that we fucking need right now. If we yell Bond at each other, we're going to fucking seriously. We'll be A-OK. I wonder what Dog's doing. I mean, he's not working right now. I wonder if he's asleep. Hope I didn't disturb him. Well, he's talking about, you know, maybe taking a couple years off. Wow. Uh, he wants to go to fat camp. And he'd like to get down to 343, maybe even 325. Oh, he looks good, though. Well, he carries it well because he's a fucking dancer. Yeah. He's a black swan. This fucker up. Ooh, ooh. Crisco said, everyone knows Fezzi's secret. That's why the rednecks judge him already. Let me tell you, my friend Chris Stanley's a redneck, and he doesn't fucking judge anyone. Bond. He's like one of those fucking banjo players in Deliverance. Some fucking southern inbred fucking half mongoloid, and you can trust him. That's right. Got a pair of overalls. <sighs> what is this fucking Oakerville uh, River thing? What's the name of this fucking? Do you understand it all? No. This fucking band? 
King of Oakerville? Okay. K E R V I L River. How would you spell that, Fez? How would you pronounce that? I would say Oakerville. It can't Ockerville. be right. It's Oakerville. What, what the fuck is that all about? Grab me some of that rock. Why is my nose pressed against the fucking bakery store window watching everybody else having fresh muffins? Where are you going, Fez? Oh, we're not YouTubing now, are we? Uh, I was just going to see if we can get a look at him. Why do we got to look? What are we, MTV? No, we can what just... What are we? Seriously, we Fuse? No, we're not Fuse. We're Sirius XM. Oh, you just phone in line with me? Point counterpoint, the way me and Skeeter do. Is this them? This is Ockerville. All right, this guy's got all the fucking pressure of the world on his shoulders. He's carrying the world's pain. This chick, Are you any of these guys? Do you know them at all? Mark Zito just stopped by. So you don't even know who these guys are? Uh, no. You took an ass kicking in here the other day with Watley, huh? Yeah, it was rough. Did he ever come over to you and say, hey, is this on air stuff? No. No. Mm. Did he use, uh... Fez voice! Did he use Fez voice? No, he uses monotone when we talk. Well, he was mad at you because you had a bigger part than him. I understand that. Did we play the kids play the uh, little fucking bit that the kid wrote the other day. Oh, we got this kid working for us, Gabe. And by the way, we need to fucking give Tommy a nickname to us. We got to have a nickname for a fucking intern. You got one for him, Zito? I don't know. When I've talked to him in the halls, he's a really deep voice. Mm -hmm. Maybe we could go with something like that. Like deep voice? Well, I mean, I was thinking we could create it up a little bit. No, you create it up. Give me a deep voice thing. Uh, why are you doing wearing the colors? What are you doing? Wearing the... That's why Roland doesn't like you because you always got a serious hat on. Oh, because you're proud of your fucking job. I do. I do like uh, serious, but I was thinking maybe like a like baritone Tom. I don't know. That's what about baritone? Baritone? Yeah, that That's could work. Fucking terrible. I, I, Seriously, I, you're laughing along with Zitz. I was you're laughing at his bad name. You're making friends. <laughs> You still can't find this at all? You can't find the bit from the other day? Yeah, I'm, I'm finding it now. What happens here? What happens like when we leave? We're going like, just let's throw all the shit away? I don't understand that fucking band at all, though. Did you, Zito? No, it's not the type of music I, I normally listen to. But What are you into, fucking? I really like, uh, I really like you know... Like guitar players, stuff you like that. You like John Mayer, you I fucking I like John Mayer. I love John Mayer. Is that the only person you like? No, I, li- I like, um, um, in terms of guitar stuff, I like, like Joe Bonamassa. But I also like, I like a lot of the uh, the male singer-songwriters. I dig that. The male singer-songwriters? Yeah. Well, like, I guess singer-songwriters, you could say, because there's some females that are pretty good, too. But, like, I like, like, Matt Nathanson type stuff. I like uh, Matt Nathanson. I like John Mayer. Um, so your Matt Nixon type stuff is Matt Nixon? <laughs> no, Matt Nathanson. <laughs> Uh, what do we got here? We can't find it? Pulling it up now. Pulling up now. Where did you put it? The bottom of the fucking barrel? No, no, it's on top of the barrel. Gabe fucking wanted to, you know, write up some nice fucking stuff for everybody. 
He wanted to go over big. So is is Ron and Friends featuring Fez Wally? Is that going to be picked up, or was that like a one of those pilots that you know is brilliant, but it never really sees the light of day? Uh, I don't know. I mean, with Fez not being happy with it, I don't know how we can march on. We could recast the role. Oh, uh, Zito. Ooh, ooh. Uh, well, I mean, I was in on it. I thought it was fine. I was like ready to to go with it. So I was thinking maybe. The unhappy cast member, like, you could have another show, like a spinoff already. Like, you, this this project didn't work out, but we have a Fez development deal to do mm. another show. I have two shows. Hold on. We got a good idea here. Uh, Kurt, you're on Ryan Fez. Hey, man. I've talked to that intern a couple times, and I think his nickname should be Homeless Tom Williams. I kind of like that. I like that. That's better than Bear Tom. <laughs> the Bear Tom's pretty fucking stupid. All right. Let's... Uh, play the bit again. Let's see if Fez should have been a little happier with it. Ron and Friends is taped in front of a live studio audience. It's not true. That was uh, good today, Fez. I think so. I don't know what it is, but you had it today, buddy. <laughs> right, let's stop it there. Let's stop it there. Are you already unhappy with it? Well, yeah, because it seems like the laugh uh, went on for a little bit, uh, a little too long there. So you're saying people were enjoying it too much? It should have been a shorter laugh? Yeah, I think to go with the, with the rhythm of the sketch. But that's my laugh. That's the laugh that I had. Mm-hmm. So you're like, Ron's getting too big of a laugh. No, I just think it wasn't the right laugh for that bit, for that My uh, fucking delivery was dead on, dude. Dead on. And I had just glanced over that, so I was familiar with the material. So that's almost a shot at me. And I'm also, at this point, you know, the theme song, the uh, sloppy editing there didn't really work too well. Again, that isn't what you were pissed at the other day. That has nothing to do with what you were pissed no. at the other day. This is like when somebody doesn't like one little thing and they break down the whole project now. Well, this is all, now it, this is shot, shots at Chris Stanley. Yeah, these are all shots at me, yeah. What's your problem with Chris Stanley? Is he a bad producer? Well, that, uh, I don't think it, he worked well on this episode of uh, Rod and Friends. Guess not. I don't fucking believe... <laughs> This shit is fucking insane, Ron. What's eating at you, Pepper? See, I think there was uh, there was it was a bad line there where he waited and waited till the audience, the so-called live studio audience, ended up uh, cheering for him. Well, that's what usually happens in a sitcom when. Yeah. that's what I'm seeing with Gabe put into it. No, I understand what Gabe wrote. What's happening is you're drawing out your line waiting for the applause. Where you come through that door, it has to kick right in. Well, I'm fucking talking no, I'm and I'm running the board at the same time. It's also like Fonzie. Like when Fonzie walks in, everybody cheers. Right. He hasn't done shit. He has to get interrupted. He can't wait for it, is my point. So you're, again, this is an anti-Chris Stanley. Mm-hmm. So the other day, all you did was attack Zito. Well, we haven't even gotten to Zito stuff yet. All right, you just, you run it and stop it wherever you want, Fez. Should I start? 
Yeah, he was going to This tell shit you. is fucking insane, Ron. What's eating at you, Pepper? Did you see that Huff, what Huffington Post just wrote about Facebook? <laughs> Again, really big laugh, and I don't even think that was a joke there. That's what Gabe's script had in there. Laughing and cheering. I don't think all your all your laughs can be at the same intensity. Okay. Again, this is all Chris Stanley's fault, not Gabe's. Yeah, I'm real shit, huh? Now, the joke was, <laughs> if you listen to the Ron and Fez show, I'll get mad at him for bringing up Huffington Post and Facebook too bad. Too much. Oh, okay. It's the same bitch. This is a lot of times when you're locked. And I'll be like, again, with fucking Facebook every day, and I'll just post his balls. It's interesting, though. I know. That's what he does. That's his quick response to me. <laughs> so that's what that laugh was about. Okay. All right. Keep going. Hicks, once a day is enough. See, I think that should have had the bigger laugh. Ronnie's uh, just exasperation with you bringing it up. That's where the big laugh should have come in. Okay. And not that meandering one that was really late. Wow, Hicks, you suck as a producer. Yeah, I'm just shit, huh, Ron? (laughs) All right, go ahead. But this was just posted. Hey, guys, great show today. Oh, Sirius finally sent that talking plastic Zito doll. (laughs) (laughs) Real real funny. I get it. I'm fake. (coughs) Hey, Fez, uh, you did a great job today, buddy. Thanks, Mark. Can I get you anything, buddy? No, I'm good. (laughs) Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. All right, hold it before the fucks. It's too late. (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, you see it where I'm going to know it's good. No, thank you. So I'd say that's where the Zito influence came in on Gabe, the intern. I think you probably liked that part because it was the longest you let it play out without stopping it. No, I was going through that enti- that exchange. I guess I didn't fucking it. wasn't because I part. liked it. So I don't understand what your problem is with it. No, I'm saying this is where uh, Zito comes in, starts getting all these lines, and I'm saying thank you. So that's what that's where I think the Zito, where Zito got to gave the intern. So, but the thing was, Zito was being treated like the dick that everybody else is getting easy, easy laughs. Zito gets nothing. Right. I just think that's all part of his ploy. That's all part of his plan. Treat me like a dick, but you know that way I get a bigger part, and then nobody can call me on it. But instead, I saw through it and called him on it. I've been found out, Ron. That was my plan all along. I said, you know what would be awesome for me? I would like to be in this thing and be treated like a complete asshole. And then and then everyone will love me. Even your explanation is fake. All right, you can pick it up with the fucks. <laughs> oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Ron, I'm so sorry. I forgot to tell you, we have a meeting with Cross today. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Like I always tell Fez, who gives a shit? Getting better. Hey, where did Fez go? He left a minute ago. Neither of you noticed. I'm right here, Ron. (laughs) Sounds like you got the biggest laugh of the whole uh, bit, Fez. And the ending laugh. 
Um, Kyle, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey, guys. I was just wondering, Fez, complaining about the studio audience laugh, but, you know, it's, it's live entertainment. You can't exactly control the studio's emotion. Well, yeah, you can, uh, if you are picking out the laughs to play, yes. It's a live studio audience. Those weren't canned. Okay, fine. But I believe that uh, even the live studio audience could have been cued a little bit better then. Let's not okay. Ruin, let's not ruin the illusion. They cue live studio audiences? Well, this one would have had Sounds like your biggest problem is Chris Stanley is yeah. a shitty producer, mm -hmm. and then Zito will have more lines than you. Yeah, those are two major complaints, and I think that, and the other one okay. would be Zito going to the kid and getting himself written into a bigger part. So I have two, oh. I have two different complaints that are about me. Isn't it yes. the same one? Yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. Right. So what are your two complaints? <laughs> the same complaint? It'd be like this: My favorite two colors are red and red. Those are my favorite. Now, two colors I hate: blue, and then of course blue. Heck, something's pointed out to me as you stink as a producer. Yeah, I guess I'm shit. I guess I'm just fucking not a good employee. Well, I get paid like shit, so I might as well be a shit. Oh, producer. boy. Back to the day, fucking. Now this is it. We're purse lift yelling and then fucking yelling about money. <laughs> Everything's gone but the Dave jokes. Um, Captain Jack, you're on a fez. Hey, buddies, what's going on? Am, am I listening to Friday's show? Yeah, this is the best stuff. <laughs> Bunch now. Peace. All right, 866-RUN-ZERO-THE-FEZ. Hi, you're on the Run and Fez show. Oops, lost you. Uh, hey, Josh, you're on Run and Fez. Yeah, hey, Fez, why don't you go over this stuff over in the producers' meeting with the guys that are trying to help out the show instead of ridiculing them on air. Even, you know, all they're trying to do is bring material to the show. Pre-listen to the bit if it if it means that much to you. What I was trying to do was be surprised by the script, and trust me, I was. Yeah, well, why don't you, you should you should make up a script and, and do your own production, and then you can show them how it's done. You want to do that tomorrow, Fez? Where you rewrite this script the way you would have? I'll rewrite it. Sure. Uh, same amount of time. Yeah. What do you mean, like tomorrow, right? No, but I mean, I want it to be the same length, so I don't want anybody going, oh, yeah, if I had an extra 10 minutes, sure, I'd be able to. Oh, okay, you yeah. you got to do it for the same amount of time, same people involved. Okay. Oh, no. What's wrong? <laughs> it's just going to be like scene one, Mark Gio, gunshot wound. I'm just going to be like, oh, God. Thanks. So you're trying to get yourself into this one, too, okay. huh? See how he does it? It's very, it's a little ploy, I and it's very, I guess it's subtle. Or at least he may think it is. Well, at least I'm not rewriting the whole script so I can have more lines. I'm rewriting the script to give it my vision. Yeah, well, what is your vision going to include? We will find out tomorrow. What if it doesn't trying enough, to influence what if it? Doesn't have I'm enough not lines? answering to you. I don't, have, I don't have to run anything past you. What if there aren't enough lines for me? Serious cap? I don't have to run anything past you. Okay, white beard. I tell you, I'll tell you what, I'll pull the f fucking hat down over your head and send you out of the room. Oh. Why, why are you so mad? Because you're not calling me out here, asshole. <laughs> Don't do your fucking fake laugh. I ain't kidding, man. I am not kidding. I will give you your fucking marching orders. Was that left two, three, four, hut two, three, four? Uh, I'm not here to answer your fucking questions. Let's go over here to Bob. Bob, you're on the Run of Fez show.
Yeah, calm down there, Grandma. That, brother Fred you calm down, the- Grandma. <laughs> Another Fred's fake the laugh. I've heard for a long time. I, I was worried that they did play it over the weekend. I thought maybe he threw it in the garbage. Uh, let's go here to Jared. Jared, you're on Running Fest. It's a show within a show within a show. Sending Leonardo DiCaprio. This is when we can plant ideas, boys. It is kind of a show within a show. Um, here's uh, Mike. Mike, you're on Running Fest show. Hey, what's up, boys? Uh, yeah. I know what Fez's big secret is. In a month, he's going to see you. All right, right now I'm just picturing spaz dancing. I'm going into a nicer place. I'm not getting caught up in the weirdness. Hicks got a little nasty here for a second, huh? Yeah, just a little bit. Looks like we almost had a girl fight going on. Got a little weird. Got a little when, mean. It looks like we're going to end up back in the HR meetings again. Well, first he called him Serious Hat, and then he came back with White Beard. I just thought we were pointing out. Obvious things about each other. I didn't know what was happening there. Where'd you learn this behavior, guys? <laughs> you almost got fucking marching orders. I got... I'll tell you who I learned it from. Uh, Rob Cross. Um, hi, you're on the Run of Fez show. We lost you. Um, Diego, what do you got for Fez? Fezzy, get him. Get him, Fezzy, get him. I don't have to get him. I don't, it's, it's, I, I'm on the show. I don't need to sit here and go through your criteria. Uh, Randy, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, Fez, I was just going to tell you, you might want to calm down before you choke on your pizza, fatty. Do you have pizza? I have no pizza. Wish I had some pizza, but I have none. Well, it's easy enough. Call. Have it delivered. Hicks? I don't know if I can handle that. I might fuck it up. <laughs> oh! What, what is wrong with my soldiers? They all hate each other. Um, I wasn't even saying anything mean. I was just pointing out. You see his fucking shit's hurt. And then, of course, the other thing that he brought up is a problem you never talked to him about. So he re-brought that up. Uh, Bob, you're on Fez. Hey, Bob. Hey. Yeah. Hey, it sounds like the same thing that he did with that intern a couple of years ago when he got called out. He just loses his mind if anybody questions him. He's going to give everybody their walking papers. You hate to be questioned, Fess? Um, I hate to be questioned by someone who's got no point questioning me. What do you mean by that? I don't have to run down how I'm going to do this script tomorrow. To Mark Zito, I don't have to. I don't have to give get uh, script approval from him. Maybe we just shouldn't do it. Yeah, let's not do it. You know what? We're not going to go to the boardwalk this year. Let's just drive back home. Oh fuck! Uh, no one's got. No, there won't be any more trips. Look what we did. You almost got fucking dropped though. I was just I was just an actor concerned with my role. I was just trying to figure it out and he got really mad. I didn't There Oof. might be a fucking like dislike thing going on between you guys. I think so. Billy, you're on my fez. And this reminds me of Blood In, Blood Out, when Miko went into prison and he had to step up, sure he wasn't a punk, and I feel like Fezzy needs to step up before Al takes his pork chop. Um You're ready to go fuck it off, Humphus. 
Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I was just had a bad, enough. You're in a bad mood today. Yeah. You're in a cranky mood. I got cranky. I didn't mean to be cranky. I tried to start out very positive and got myself in a cranky mood. That's what? for sure. What happened? I just, uh, when I turned the Cutler thing around on myself, I've been cranky ever since then. Just Wait. pissed at myself for being an idiot. You brought up the Cutler thing again? No, when I brought it up before. I know, but now you got, uh, you know, you had it behind you. And it's back on the table. Yeah, I was just explaining what happened. I know, but here it is again. Um, Hicks, do you feel like Fez Lake Show? Sometimes, no. Especially mm. when he gets drunk and he fucking starts talking shit to me. He doesn't drink anymore. I, I haven't know. been drunk in a while, my I, friend. I know that, but I'm saying, when people get drunk, sometimes maybe the real shit comes out. I don't know. That's just, you know, I'm just going back to that. That's all. <clears throat> Stink, you're on Fez. Stink. Hey, hey, buddies. How y'all doing? Good. Hey, uh, I was off. I wasn't touring for four and a half months. I got hurt. I turned on my radio. I was afraid maybe Fez itself you know, had imploded and was gone. But lo and behold, same guys talking the same shit, same secrets, same funky attitude from Fez. It's like I was never gone. It really is beautiful. I love you guys. Uh, Steve, you're on my Fez. Steve, we got you? Yeah, sorry. Wake up. Yeah. Trying to drive here. Hey, Fez, just wanted to let you know, man, you're coming off like a complete hypocrite with your anti-bullying and then beating up everybody that's underneath you. Um, I'm not the one that's starting any bullying here. Well, you are. No, I'm not. I started getting questioned on what work I was going to do tomorrow by someone who has no business questioning me about it. Well, he was saying it in chest, and then... He, I don't care. Anybody that's under you, you know, you come off like a big, mean bear. Coming off like a bully. Yeah, I doubt that. I felt bullied. No, it's true. Listen to the tapes. Uh, G-Money, you're in Fez. G-Money. Yo, I wanted to see if uh, Fez took his Midol and cranberry juice this morning. Sounds like he's got his period. See ya. Um, Fez? Uh, no, no periods going on. No periods, period. <laughs> What's with the fucking fake laugh? I thought, I'm sorry, I thought it was, I thought it was funny. Jeez, why is he, why are you bullying me so much? I'm not fucking bullying you, I'm pointing out when you're being fake. Hicks, does it get better? Not with you around, it doesn't. Oh, Fez. And but... it won't. It won't. Keep taking your shots. Think it won't come back on you. I'm not taking shots at you. You can quit smiling at me. I know that much. Okay. That's what I'll do. Um, here's uh, Leroy. You're on manifest. Same shit. Been gone for a week. Turn it back on. Veggie's still crying about himself. I'm not crying about myself. Yes, you are. Everything's about you, Fezzy, ain't it, you little drama queen? Uh, why are you doing baby talk? Well, come on now, Fezzy. That's what I'd like to understand. I'm not your Fezzy. You're pissed off today, huh, buddy? Yeah. I was fine before. Now I'm pissed off. Keith, you're running Fez. Hey, Ron, Fez, what's up? Oh. Uh, you know, to me, it seems like at the end of the day, Fez is the fucking boss. And this little... 
douchebag. You could tell his fucking laugh and his sarcasm. Fez is an easy target on your show, and nobody really keeps the support. And yeah, he's crazy and all that other shit, but he's on his own all the time. I mean, I listen to you guys for years, and it just seems like Fez is always on the defense. Um, not the one he does, you guys shit on him. Now, uh, well, who's he pulled in to be on his side, though? He's fucking banged around each one of these guys. I mean, in the one thing, he just banged out Chris and hurt his feelings, and then banged out Zito. So who's going to fucking sidebar with Fez? Um, here's uh, Jake here in Fez. Hey, Fezzy, what's going on? What, uh, what can we do for you? Oh, man, I, I love mean Fezzy. You're being a mean badass, like a gangster fag, like Joe Rogan's gangster fag. I just got one thing you need to say. Is, uh, say, only thing I like better than sucking cock, and that's fist fight, and that will scare the shit out of everybody. See ya. Huh, if that's where you have to go, fine. Andy in Memphis. Hey, Fuzzy, just wondering if you got some sand in that vagina today. Try to have a little more helium before you call. Fuzz, I'll let you make your case. What's going on with you there, pal? I'm just, um, I was really trying not to put... Uh, to put the panic behind me and come in, not and uh, not freeze up, not lock up, that sort of thing. And when I couldn't do it, I got really pissed at myself. So that's how it that's how it started. And then I don't need you know someone who's uh, two weeks into the building uh, taking shots at me. So you, uh, you feel like you took shots at him? Not really. I felt like I did. If anything, the same thing he was doing to me. Last week. Uh, it's my show. I'm going to do what I want. Okay. Well, also, I feel like you're projecting some of your anger on me right now, too, based on what you just said. I was just asking about a little script, a simple little thing, and you got really mad and started, you know... Don't act like you were being all innocent and not trying to, you know, fucking push my buttons. Don't oh, act like you weren't. I was just I was just talking to you. I was just, no, you I, weren't. Well, I mean, the, uh, let's look. Let's, let's take it back for a second. On Friday... All you did was try and push my buttons about trying to fuck with the intern and try and get involved in the script. And so you said, I'm going to write a whole new script. And it just seemed hypocritical based on the fact that now you were going to you were yelling at me for saying I wanted to put my influence on it. But if you write an entire new script, you're just forcing your influence on it. Yes, because it's my script, idiot. Okay, so that's all I was saying. Zito, do you want to write a script too? Maybe I, yeah, I'll write a script too. All right, do you want, you can write a script too. All right, Fez is writing a script and Zito's writing a script. Great. Um, here's uh, Tim in Indiana. You're running Fez. Hey, is that Mark Zito fan club? Because if not, I want to be the president. You'll be the president and only member. <laughs> that kid cracks me up, Ronnie. Um, <laughs> 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Norm Pittsburgh. You're on Fez. Fezzy, what you should really be worried about is the humongous shit I took in your mom's fish tank. Right, John, again. I couldn't even understand that. He took a shit in your mom's fish tank. Then he said red dragons, blue dinosaurs. Um, let's go over here to, um, here's John. John, you're on Fez. Yeah, the good thing about Fez getting mad is he becomes strong, confident Fez Watley. Kick ass, Fez. Love it. Uh, Chris, Phil, you're on Fez. Yeah, Fezzy, I love you, but I think the uh, the problem that you're having here with Zito is you see a lot of the bad things in him that you don't like about yourself and you project onto him. 
All right, I think I'm still fairly liked in the building. Kenny, you're on my first. Did you say Kenny? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, you know, Fez might be the dude with the girl voice, but every time Zito talks, he's the one who sounds like a straight bitch. Cheer. Let's go by Crisco. Okay, Fez? Okay. And I consider Crisco one of the serious people to pay attention to. And here's what she says. No one cares if you shit on Zito, but Chris Stanley, for shame. Pepper is the best. Bond. That's, um, that actually fucking surprised me. You know, Chris Stanley's the dude. And if we were fucking, you know, if the Coen brothers came in here, he would be playing the part of the dude. Um, Matt, you're on my face. Yeah, I was just calling. I think Fessy's got a good point. I think all these other callers are failing to realize this. At any other workforce, if you had one of your underlings shitting on you, of course you'd be pissed off about it. There's zero hierarchy respect anymore. Well, there is some truth to that, but at the same time, uh, does he bring this up to you when you guys are doing meetings? No. No. That would be the fucking place to say, here's the way I better get fucking treated. To not act like, oh, I'm going to ignore all those meetings. You got to fucking lay it out there. I got to say, uh, this is the fucking deal. Um, Eric, you're on the run of face show. Yeah, Eric. Lost you. Uh, let's go over here to uh, Matt, you're on run of face. Hey, who the hell is this Mark Zito kid? Strong, confident says Watley already said a couple weeks ago he's only going to do the amount of work he feels he can do. Who's that an insult at? Oh, I think everybody. <laughs> I was unclear. I think now. across the boards. Um, uh, let's go here, uh, Nick. Nick, you're on my face. Uh, hello, buddies. Yeah, you kind of fucked up my point, Ronnie. Was saying that he should have brought it up in the meetings, so I'll exhale that shit. But don't fuck with Pepper, man. Pepper's a man. Um, Fez, you thought? Did you think you were a little harsh on Pep? No, I didn't think so. I was just going through the entire sitcom as we were stopping and starting. But I was did just you, pointing did, things out. Right, but did you see that Pep got his feelings hurt? Yeah, I did, and that was not my intention. But it happened. Right, I don't want to hurt Pepper's feelings. No, you did hurt Pepper's feelings. Yeah, but I didn't want to. But did you get around to straightening that out? No, I haven't. When you plan on doing that, producers meeting? Um, I mean, I could tell him now I didn't mean to hurt his feelings, and I apologize if they got hurt. But you said that his work was shit. All I said is that were, that those laughs uh, could have used some improvement. Did you tell him that at the producers meeting? No. Why did you wait to time on the air? Uh, Mike, Bronx, you're on my face. Uh, that Mike from the Bronx? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tell fucking Mark Zito that he needs to stop trying to be like uh, Sam Roberts of O&A. Nobody likes me. He's a piece of shit. Fezzy, go fucking kill him. Please. Throw do him you, out and leave Pepper alone. Do you see yourself as a young Sam Roberts? No, I do not. Because that's come up a couple times. Uh, Lewis, Manhattan, you're on Fez. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to tell Fez, man, you, you you can't let this little guy get you. I mean, 
you know, I've, I've I've heard stories about him before, and now that I hear him on the air, man, he's just a little fish, man. You don't have to worry about this guy. What's going on with you and Zito, Fuzz? I'm not going to get uh, the Inquisition from him about whether he's going to be in my script or not. Is he going to be in the script? Doesn't seem like such a crazy question. If that's the rules that I have to use all the same people, yes, I'll be in the script. So why not just say you're going to be in the fucking script? Shut up. You're going to read what I tell you. That's the whole fucking point. I didn't fucking pick my lines last time or next time. Now, Zito, is Fez going to be in your script? Yes, he will, Ron. Fine. Good. And I'll knock it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to Aaron. You're in running Fez. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, Fez, I mean, whatever your beef is with Zito's, your beef, whatever he has. But, you know, Pepper works his ass off, and who the fuck are you to, like, question or give him criticism? I mean, make sure your side of the street is clean. He brings more shit to that show than you have in the last, I don't, God knows how long. I mean, it's a struggle every day for Ron to pull you in. It's like, it's, I don't even know why your name's on the fucking marquee, bro. Seriously? Say some face and fucking step down, man. All I got asked was to critique the sitcom. That's what I did. It was not an attack on Chris Stanley. Um, let's go over here to uh, Scott, your Memphis. Hey, it's Scott. Uh, how you doing, buddies? Yeah. What up? Uh, hey, uh, Fezzy, what, what are you doing? Why are you being in such a whack job? Take charge. I believe that's what I'm doing. I'm writing my own sitcom script tomorrow. That is good. Yeah, well, why didn't you today? Why aren't you fixing the production meetings? Do you even know what you're talking about? We just said we just had this idea in the past ten minutes. Where'd Chris Stanley go? I know he walked away. See how upset. Trying to keep together, Ron. After what your shitty fucking. Oh. Production. This production was oh. shitty. It was just shit and garbage. Don't take that the wrong way. It wasn't meant that way. I don't know. Was the word shit and garbage kind of bring... I did notice this, though. Uh, when I saw you get your fucking feelings hurt. Uh, you're a little fucking sensitive. At times. Why don't sure. you do this? Why don't you do this, General Johnny? Go home and write me a fucking poem, like a sweet poem, about how bad <laughs> you feel about shit. You're like little boy blue over there. Sure, underneath this gruff exterior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, who now? In terms of the fight that just took by place here, Oof. when we almost saw walking papers. Yeah. Marching orders. Uh, marching orders. Yeah. Well, the same thing. When it went some heavy name calling, it from serious hat to white beard. <laughs> who do you think was in the right? Who was in the wrong? If we were on a jury. I think Zito was getting a little ahead of himself there. He was getting a little fucking strong with him, wasn't he? Yeah. He definitely was. You feel like you were getting strong, Zito? Uh, not too strong, but maybe a little strong, yeah. Here's your problem, Zito. You got a fucking, you got the look and the voice of a creep. And you can't uh -huh. get beyond that. You're fucking creepy. So you could say, you know how like some people can fucking say shit and get away with it? Not me. You ain't one of those guys. You just didn't get that fucking 
lucky voice, lucky timing, lucky look. It'll never come off as you're joking around, ever. But you know that's what he's trying to do, right? I can't tell. I think no. I, I think it wasn't joking around. I think it was trying to poke Fez with a stick. Yeah, but I poke you with a stick. Chris Stanley pokes you with a stick. Dave pokes you with a stick. That's the fucking point. Yeah, but if in we didn't fun. poke you with a fucking stick, yeah, exactly. You don't think he did it in, with, in fun though? Exactly. And see, I think it's his, his creepy look and his creepy voice. That makes him come off like a creep. No. I think he'd like to be one of the guys. I think you nailed it there because it is a yeah, very but that, creepy but he voice. can't help it. It's like being born Baby Huey. Baby Huey just wants to go around with the other kids, sit on the fucking swings with the swing breaks, but he don't know it. In his fucking head, he's just one of the kids, and I think in Zito's head, he's one of the guys. But then he gets around the O and A guys, and they're like, "What a fucking creep." But he ain't doing nothing more than anyone else does. But a guy like Roland, I was like, oh, that Roland's so eccentric and fun. You know, just because he gets that fucking pass. Chris Stanley gets the pass. Chris Stanley's a regular guy. That's right. Um, Let's go over here to Jay. You're on Ronnie Fez. Uh, hey, Ronnie, I want uh, Pepper to uh, take the gloves off and crit- criticize uh, Fezzi's last six months. Um, do you want to do that, Pep? I, I, I'm not going to do, no, I'm not going to criticize Fez. I'll be positive. Uh, let's go over here to Mike. Mike, you're on Fez. Yeah, Ron. Yeah. Yeah, hey, uh, I don't know if uh, Fez has ever made a real apology in his life. Um, when he was, uh, he asked him about hurting, uh, Stanley's feelings, you know, he said, well, I'm sorry if your feelings were hurt. It's such a classic non-apology um, you know, as far as I really apologize for anything. I don't think any apology would satisfy you, Mike, and I have no but apology have you ever to given make. A certain apology. Do you remember the last fucking break? I just asked you about a third party with us. Uh huh. I felt like you fucking just blew off and screwed over, and you're like, I don't know, whatever. I mean, you wouldn't give me nothing back. So it's very fucking strange. Sometimes I, I, I see some of that. I'm not talking about Zito. Whatever happens to Zito happens. But Chris Stanley's put his fucking time in, and he's a real fucking producer. He produces results. And you're a little harsh on him, that's all. That was the point. And he got his fucking feelings hurt, and your point was, oh, I didn't mean to. That's not the same as, hey, let me explain this. Here's where I'm coming from. Uh, Renee, you're in my face. Hey, fellas, what's going on? Hey, Fezzi, you should be my favorite person on the show, but you're mean, man. You're a bully. The worst kind of bully is someone who knows how it feels to be bullied and then still goes and makes other people feel like that. Okay, so I'm the kind of bully who's getting talked to, and then I shouldn't stick up for myself. That's the kind of bully that you are. Makes someone feel the way you feel. That's awful. You're mean, Fezzi. Yeah, I understand, Renee. Very deep voice for a woman. Oh, come on. That's the worst thing that you can say about a fucking a man. The heck? The worst. Bond. Well, second worst is probably a, a, a boy's balls touchers. Oh, it's not even men? Mm. Fucking kid toucher? Hex, uh. didn't you say that your chick tried to cup your balls and went in and got a little asshole for herself? No, I never said that, Ron. Would you give it up? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. What if it really turned her on? want to get a finger in my ass. I don't, I don't like the sound of or 
thought or feel of it. Or what about a thumb? What? <laughs> That's the thickest of fingers. What about knuckle deep? No. No. That's... First knuckle. Oh, no. Come on. Let's go over to the writer of the script, intern Gabe. Gabe. Ron, how are you doing, sir? I will tell you how I'm doing, Gabe. Your script is the worst thing that's ever happened to this show. <laughs> it is tearing us apart. I'd like to apologize to you, Ron. I didn't mean to, to do this to you. I... This, that fucking script put on the top of it, Heaven's Gate, because it is a Hollywood disaster. Uh, perhaps. Again, it, it was just supposed to be a quick thing. Fez, I, I, I'm really sorry that this blew, blew into such a huge, huge problem. I... Uh, I, I'm honestly so bad for Pepper, especially because, you know, I, di I didn't ask him to help produce the Ron and Friends, and you know he did his best, and he, he was doing a lot of work that day. And, Gabe, uh, yeah, rewrites are starting now. This is costing us money. Yes, I know that, and you know what? I actually says I actually missed your critiques earlier in the show today. Uh huh. If, Please, could you give them? Could you say them again so I can actually write them down and see what you have to say? No, because then I'll be bullying everyone according to the callers. No, Fez, you won't be bullying me. I want your critiques. I need. I Let's would be like. Be honest to know. with the kids. Give, give him your critiques, Fez. Oh. All right. There was a couple of jokes I didn't get, and well, there was be specific a, to them. Uh, okay. uh, I didn't understand uh, why uh, all the fuck, fuck, fuck stuff. I didn't get that. And oh, jeez, that's mean. Damn it. God, he's just a kid. And I thought he's some of He's just a kid. And what my other critique was a lot of the production cues were way off. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. Yeah. that's me. You know what? No, but yeah, as writer of this script, I, I also have to take responsibility for how it gets produced because writers, especially for TV shows, they're helping direct, they're helping produce. They're, they're, their hands are almost as far as the producer themselves. So Can I, I tell you one thing about fucking Hollywood, my friend? Yeah. No girl ever wants to fuck the writer. Get that in the back of your head. <laughs> You're joining the one part of show business that doesn't get laid. Uh, I, to be fair, Ron, I, I didn't get in. I don't want to get into it for that. Uh, this is something I really am passionate about. That sounds about. gay, my friend. Because uh, there's not a fucking job out there you know what? I actually, the first job I had was only, only to meet girls. What was that? Kidnapper. <laughs> and uh, sometimes I like pull the van over. Do you think she likes me? I'll throw a fucking bag over her head. You know, uh, Ron, if you'd like, maybe after the show one of these days when I'm in, we could actually host a writer's meeting where all of us talk about the script and really see what we can Boy, you really want to be a writer, other. don't you? Yeah, I do, and you know what? This is—I'm uh, taking this seriously, Ron. I, w I want Ron and friends to get friends to get picked up. Hopefully, be a semi-regular series. You know, I really want to semi-regular. We're on every other week. <laughs> That's even—that is regular in its own sense. You know what? I, when it comes to fucking TV, what I'm very happy about—I have a Californication at home tonight, which I mean means I'm going to see David Duchovny bang at least three different women who he'll talk <laughs> disgusting to, but they can't turn him down. That's right. We know none of that will be a writer. I, uh, yes. Well, nobody, seriously, I, I want to help you, Gabe. Why don't you at least try to become a producer? Well, the thing is, when you become a writer, you practically are a producer at that point because they're going to be asking you questions that you as a writer will only know and you'll have to actually produce in your own sense. 
I like this kid a lot. Seriously. You're all hard, kid. Thank you, Ron. All right. Is there anything uh, else? When are you coming in? Tomorrow? Uh, Wednesday. All right. Wednesday, we'll have a writer's meeting. All right. I like all right. It. Peace. Take it easy. I really like that kid a lot. He's general of the intern army. He really is. Great listener. I'm not taking your smart-ass remarks, creep. What What's that about? He's uh, a great listener. Oh, now he's going to act like I'm joking about having the intern write me into the script. Can I just tell, say something? Jokes aren't your strong suits, creepy. All right. Can I fucking bring up something here? What's that? I was the one who told me about being creepy, and now you're using it like a weapon. I think you're it's fucking, perfectly I know, it's but the I perfect don't need, description. I was trying to fucking tell him what his problem is in life, and you're using that as a fucking weapon. So, you know, I'm saying, look, it's not your fault, kid. You're just a little creepy. And then you're like, hey, that's fucking great. Ron told him he's creepy. He accepted it. So I'll slap him in the head with it. He's from fucking Rhode Island. Do you even get it in your mind, Fez, how small that fucking state is? I can't imagine. Small. He could, as, at age eight, he could piss across it. It's not a big state. They lost the football game to Garnet Valley. This is not a, by the way, if anyone lives in Delaware County, or maybe even on the other side of the Delaware line, they're fucking laughing ass right now. Everyone else is like, I don't get that reference. What? You know what, folks? And get this through your fucking heads once and for all. I don't do every reference for everyone. This, some of these are so you don't get it. And some of the jokes are at your expense. Um, Joe, you're on my face. Hey, uh, I'm in a TV business, and uh, where I'm does Vito get off being an asshole? Uh, hierarchy, respect, seniority. Quit being a cunt. Let Fez have his voice. See ya. What do you say when you hear stuff like that, Zito? Can well, you quit being a cunt? I'm going to, I mean, I can, I can make a solid effort at it, but I was, I didn't know I was hurting uh hurting fez's voice i was just trying to ask the same questions he asked me why i was just curious what my new role was going to be since he made such a big deal out of my apparently huge role in the uh in the first script i i assumed he was going right, to write but, me out but when you try to do that to somebody it's like look you don't like being treated this way we all get that right yes now that's why you did it right yes to teach him a lesson but you're really not on equal footing with the fucking guy that's true you are just a wet behind the ears. So what did you possibly hope to gain out of it? Thought we'd, uh, we'd have a dialogue like we had. Why don't you really say, I really want to sit down and talk with you? Not... Because that would be construed as fake from Fez's point of view. And I know he's, he's already basically said that he will never believe anything I say seriously. So that seems like a fruitless effort for me. It's easier to just put it out there here and hope a little bit of it uh, lands. So there, for you, there's no way you guys are ever going to get even, like, comfortable enough. It's always going to come back to the same shit. Well, I mean, I, I've, I've made an effort. It seems like he just really wanted to stay on this fake thing, so I'm going to let him do that. If that's what? what he wants to do, if he thinks I'm creepy and fake and whatnot, that's fine. Hicks, you picking up with this at all? That it's just a fucking nightmare? It's super awkward. And they don't like each other at all. Fucking Gabe really tore us all apart. Well, Gabe didn't mean to. He's a fucking sweet kid. 
True. Let's face it. He's a fucking bell of the ball, this young man. He's the best. Brian, you're on Run Fez. Hey, I went to Garner Valley, and I was laughing my ass off at that. But uh, don't you shit on me because you grew up on the other end of Concord Road, buddy. It's the wrong. Yeah, you were on the wrong end. But I'll tell you this. I fucking banged two chicks at the same time at Chad's Ford. So let's not fucking play games about who's doing well. I don't know what we got to fucking put up with someone from fucking Briarcliff giving us a call. I don't know. Um, Ed, Philly, you're on Fez. Is Ed? Yeah, I guess it is. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, no, I just want to remind everyone, uh, when Fez was critiquing the, uh, the script, he threw everyone under the bus, including Ron. Yeah, you did. You said my laugh was too long. And then you stole the creepy line from me and used it as a fucking weapon. It's like if somebody would have taken my polo mallet, blunged the fucking made with it, and then put it back. And I'm like, that wasn't me. And they're like, is this your polo mallet covered in blood and brains? I'm like, yeah, but I don't know how it got like that. I just use it for, you know, polo shit. You got to come with us, sir. No. no I'm going to get on my polo horse and fucking ride out of here. Stop. Stop that man on that polo horse. Here's what I don't understand, right? So... Polo is like considered kind of pussy and weird, right? Uh, I'd say but, ro- but rodeo is fucking so great. I mean, just figure it's a rodeo, but you got sticks and you got to hit a fucking ball with it. But here's the part I don't like because they're like, oh, he scored. I'm always like, why wouldn't he? I don't see a fucking polo fucking goalie stopping anyone. How about have somebody over there on a fucking rhino just trying to fucking hold that net? You see where I'm going? I'm going absurdity. Mm-hmm. Now, this is interesting to me. I'm watching these two fucking schoolgirls giggling away, and you're lo- and you're fucking uh, staring at me, and you have a face like I just took a baby and smashed its fucking head on some rocks. <laughs> what was the look of horror you were Let's giving me during my absurdist fucking rant? Oh, I have no idea. I didn't even know I was doing it. Do you uh, understand why you didn't like even giggle or find it interesting? They're fucking biting their wrist over here. I'm talking about white hat... And bad producer. Oh, come on. That's my nickname now? Huh? That's my nickname now? You're creepy, too, creepo. You creep. I embrace the creepiness. Fuck it. Yeah. Let's get weird as shit in here. I fucking... uh, I I had a fucking baseball coach call me a creep one time like that, too. You know what your problem is? You're a real creep. What the fuck did he get off? I don't know. I got... First of all, I said, A, the word's punk. It's not fucking creep. That's what you mean. And D, uh, can your wife and children smoke, uh, sleep in the smoking flames? That's up oh. to you, motherfucker. What? I understand. I'm 12. You're fucking 40. We're not going to fucking duke it out. But anyone, it doesn't take strength to light a match while everybody's fucking sleeping. I will burn you and your ugly kids out. You threatened to burn now I feel bad saying that when Frenchie's going through so many problems. It's in the past. But sometimes the only way a little kid can get even is oily rags. I consider it a fucking act of bravery at the time. What else could you do? Well, I guess I could have tried to change, fit in with the rest of the kids. Ignore the comment from the coach. I know. I'm sorry. I don't feel like I'd rather just play. I don't feel like uh, going through all this fucking shit where I'm warming up. 
I'm a kid. I don't need the fucking warm up. Fuck that. Why should we start stretching? No need. I'm a second baseman. It's not like, look, if I need to stretch, I'll just let the ball go through for a base hit. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. If it's not a hit directly at me, I'm not even going to make a play for it. And I'm only out there so I can bat in a little while anyhow. You feeling better, Fez, that you got that off your chest? Well, I think so, yeah. I think it needed to be said today. As I was being challenged on some things. You're going to bring that up with your shrink tonight? Yeah. So you're going to think I'm the problem now? You do seem to be as big as fucking problems, Edo. <sighs> Pat Oswald on Mass this weekend. Saturday, 8 p.m. on Raw Dog. Who are you, Watley now when there's an uncomfortable silence? You start selling? That's the most. I thought that's what happened. I thought you just plug something when it gets really silent. Keep it up. Don't tell them to keep it up if you don't want them to. I can't stop that one. Actually, that was funny. I'm sorry. What's that? That one actually can't stop. Uh, that I actually. What, what what's making you laugh? Like, Cracking be- yourself up before, a lot. Before I wasn't trying to fuck around that one, I kind of was, and so I was just like, "Well, yeah, I, I got nothing." You think on that it's one. a smart thing to fuck around now? No, no, Fez. No, I don't. <laughs> I Fez, just give me a second. What part did you think was funny? Were you throwing the Pat Oswald? Yeah. So you already have this thing that you don't think Fez is fucking. Or you think he's some kind of a weirdo or whatever the fuck? Well, I mean, I'm. I mean, you think he's lacking on air? No, 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 no. I'm inclined to 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 uh, feel ill will against him only because he feels it against me. So it kind of brings it out in me. Like if somebody's kind of treating me like shit all the time, I'm not going to be great to them. What if somebody treats you good all the time? You're like, oh man, I really like the way you say Fat Oswald's on masses coming up. Yes. I would be, I'm, I'm obviously inclined to be nicer to somebody if they're nicer to me, but I mean, every time I've been in here, Ron, all he does is he paraded the O&A producers in one day, he talks shit the other time, every time it's fake, it's my fault when something's going wrong. I don't understand why. Oh, you're finally getting it. You know what? Can I help you become a regular guy? Regular guys don't drop inclined in over and over in a fucking thing. Like all the years you'll know Chris Stanley, you'll never hear hear Chris Stanley say to me, Ronnie, I'm inclined to chop my fucking dope before I snort it. You don't, you seriously, you right. s- sometimes, let me just tell you this. You sound like you were raised by a butler, a fucking odd gay baby touching butler. Oh. And they're fucking all like that. I mean, a butler's oh. like that. Every single one. Because, you know, when, um, seriously, some guy said to my dad, he goes like this. Um, you, uh, would you like to get a butler in your house? He goes like this. Let me think. Do I want somebody to blow my kids? No. No fucking butler for us. Get out. And I go, Dad, I know. Who are you fucking screaming at? They don't have fucking butlers. They're not selling them door to door. And he goes, yeah, this guy's trying to sell me a butler. I fucking open up the door. There's no one there. And I go like this. Somebody been eating my acid? And then I thought to myself, wait, I don't even live with my dad. Who the fuck am I talking to? And it was a shadow. So that's the fucking moral of the story I'm trying to uh, tell you here. When you use words like inclined, regular guys are going to think you're a fucking nut. Um, let's get over here to uh, Mike. Mike, you're a manifest. 
Yeah, you know, it's so clear that Fezzi Cutler is feeling threatened by the third-string quarterback, Mark Zito. And all Zito is doing is trying to come in there and do his best. So just like Cutler, he's just a really bad teammate. See ya. Mm. Uh, Bobby, Brooklyn, you're my first. Well, we all know how the promotions suck lately, so I think we should just lay down a little bet. Let them both rewrite the script. Whoever wins on the battle of the script gets to write the promotions for next week. Yeah, whatever happened to those bits? I'm um, coming up with new ideas. When's the last time we've done one? A couple weeks ago. So what gets filled in? That I had to do these things before. Now nothing goes into it? I've been uh, filling in with old ones. Some classic fucking promos. So then why didn't you do that before when I bitched about it before? No one seems to care. But before is wrong, we have to read these. Then if all I have to say is, why don't we make something new? Oh, well, then we don't have to do it anymore. Well, I had to build up a good library of old ones so we could actually get into... I don't fucking believe a thing that you say. You can always believe me, Ron. Then why do you let the laughs go on too long for yourself and a big applause for yourself? Listen, I, I, was, I guess I was the Kramer-esque character of that, and people like to applause for those types of characters. So let me guess. We're never going to have to do them again because I said let's, do them, let's not do the same exact bit every week. We're going to do them again. Hill's the real deal. Let me tell you something. No one is fucking starting trouble with Drexel Hill today. You know, I know a friend of mine went in Drexel Hill, something went fucking sideways, and he got a fucking left th- thumb cut off. Oh, my God. What happened? You, you can't bring light dope. You know what I mean? If you're going to say it's a pound, it better fucking weigh a pound. That's a good amount of dope. Cut your thumb off like a fucking butcher. Well, what are you fucking saying? What is, I'm not fucking like you with fucking selling dime bags in fucking the park. Oh, by the way, I'm, I'm fucking uh, Brian. There is a movie outside, and they're doing March of the Penguins. So here we are in the coldest fucking weather. Get dressed up and go down and watch March of the Penguins. Who's going to show up for that? Do you know how many fucking happy people are going to be like, it's so weird. We all watched March of the Penguins, and we froze ass. I'm going to go throw a rock at that fucking screen then. I'll teach them. Well, you're going to ruin it for everyone. Then we won't even have it in the summer. Good. You know, just because you don't like it, just don't go. No, I don't know, have anything like that in Long Island City. Long Island City, people gather together in the summer. They take off, they take out blankets, and they get their picnic baskets, and they sit up and look in other people's windows. That's their idea of a big movie in the park. Jeff's apartment's beautiful this time of year, Ron. <laughs> go check it out. <laughs> All right, everybody's laughing, but Fez, what happened, Fez? You don't like it? Felt <laughs> like a gang up. Dave, you're on the Whoops. Let me try you again. Dave, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, um, would Sergeant Hartman be able to motivate Fez to uh, basically do that bathroom scene where he says, why aren't you stomping his guts out, you know, private pile? You know, Mark Zeta reminds me of private pile. And I think Fez ought to get the Sergeant Hartman on and start whacking his ass. I'm not going to hit anybody, but that's what he's talking about. Why put that on the table? I would never let on that to any fucking human being. By the way, it'll never get so bad that I hit you. (laughs) Oh, really? Then I'll say whatever I want. Fuck yeah. (laughs) 
Don't worry, I have a gun, but don't worry, I don't shoot. It's not loaded. It's just for effect. <laughs> don't worry, everyone. Just give me a wild though, please. Well, look at you doing Fez voice all this all of a sudden. <laughs> Fez voice. I heard you get a little lispy there. Really? On purpose, yeah. Like fuck you. Uh, this says the hatred between Zito and Fez should fuel the beginning of the next chapter of Siren series. Uh, I think Fez and Mark Zito should settle their differences in a blowjob contest. Quickest to make Hicks comes wins. Let me can I explain something to people that Hicks can't come when he was younger. He was fucking a pile of gravel. And I guess so much of that rock went into his piss hole that he can't get his wood full up and the cub won't travel through there. No, it's like cement down a well. Right, let me just point out something to our young people, Expect, especially the young people from Garnet Valley and Drexel Hill. All right? Don't fuck piles of gravel. You fuck up your deck and then you can't come. Mm-mm. I'm walking proof. You're not even walking that well. Uh-uh. Well, the fucking... Gravel in my dick hole kind of makes it limp. Sure. All right, we're going to break here. Uh, when we get back, it's the Razzies announcements. Fuck yeah. Uh, Fez, I know you haven't seen movies in a long time. What was the last movie you ever watched? The last movie I saw was Machete. That was it. I think it was August or September, whenever that came I think it was September mm. when that one came out. Did you love it? I thought Machete was a lot of fun. All right, uh, we come back. We'll read off the Razzies. That's the worst uh, movies of the year. Uh, right back, Ron Fez Show. Ronnie B, Fezzy W. Ronnie Fez, Sirius 197, XM 202. The virus. The virus. Sirius 197, XM202. Ron and Fez. Among the few possessions he left to his heirs was a set of Encyclopedia Britannica under the names Ari and Uzi Tenenbaum. No one spoke at the funeral, and Father Peterson's leg had not yet mended, but it was agreed among them that Royal would have found the event to be most satisfactory. Fire! This on the sexless! Surround the Fez show. As uh, as promised, we were going to go over the Razzie nominations, and there's plenty of them here. But sitting in with us is our old buddy uh, Pauly Loosebells, who was here interning for us. And before that, uh, we just know him as a kid in Virginia. How, how you doing, Pauly? Doing great. It's good to see you guys again. You're uh, dating way over your head with this young lady. Oh, thanks. Appreciate it. Mm. Way over your head. It ain't going to work out for you. It's going to end up in heartbreak. Uh, I see that coming. So make sure you enjoy the heartbreak part of it. All right. I'm just enjoying it while I can. But then yeah. I'm, I'm ready. But then also enjoy the heartbreak because it's really great Like when you let yourself care and then that person walks out and it makes you go like this. Jeez, I'm not dead. I'm not uh, a walking dead person. I'm alive because I feel pain. I look forward to having your life destroyed. It's going to be oh, great. I can't wait till your chick walks out on you. 
Oh, yeah. If that ever happens, it's fucking deep end time. Uh, I won't get it. You'll kill that. yourself? Maybe not that. Maybe not like blatantly kill myself, but start making really bad decisions. I even think you cared about your chick. Oh, I care about her very much. Love her to death. I didn't think you uh, cared one way or another. Oh, no. I care about the way of uh, loving her. You cheat on her a lot? Uh, never. Okay. I uh, <laughs> now you see all the movies that come out too, Polly, right? And Hicks, you see everything. Oh, I try to. All right, let's try to pick the worst of this, and um, well, we'll go right from the top. Worst picture: Twilight Saga, Eclipse, The Last Airbender, The Bounty Hunter, Sex in the City Two, and Vampires Suck. What would you give it worst to? Uh, I sat through about half of Sex in the City Two. Terrible. It is. Now, why were you watching it? Was it on cable? Uh, no, she wanted to watch it. That's a problem. It's one of those things where you feel like, all right, you've watched Die Hard enough times. I'm going to give you one of yours. I'm going to go Vampire Suck because it's the new fucking like epic movie, etc. Spoof movies. Aren't they supposed to be bad, though? Yeah, but I just hate them so much because they're just so bad. I want to say, even though I know nothing about it, Last Airbender. Uh, <laughs> I just hate that title. Sounds like a flying fart. I don't like it. That's M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, although the Twilight Saga. And where are we at now? Have they done three? I believe so, yeah. A couple times on cable, I've tried to watch the first one. I can't make it in. That's shit. Uh, worst actress, uh, Jennifer Aniston, Miley Cyrus, The Four Gals from Sex and the City 2, Megan Fox, or Kristen Stewart. Who you got for worst? I'm giving it to Kristen Stewart because uh, she always has the same face. Like she's smelling the fart all the time. Um, which would be Bender. <laughs> and we'll get it going that way. Hicks, what do you got? You got to give it to Megan Fox. She blows. I'm going to, by the way, Kristen Stewart, I, I think, is fucking adorable. Oh, yeah. I never saw her in any of these, but I did see her in um, the Into the Wild. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing going into the wild? You could be staying with this hot little chick. Yeah, in that crazy fucking trailer park in the salt flats or yeah. whatever. <laughs> Stay out there. Fucking, she'll fucking sing to you. I forget what the hell she was singing. Oh, she was singing the bon uh, Bonnie fucking Raitt song. Again, I am an old woman. So I'm going to give it to... Because uh, she shouldn't even be acting. But she's basically acting herself as a fucking Yeah, I mean, starter. she's not an actor, right? She's a singer. Just a longer version of Hannah Montana. I never saw that. Is that good? No, that's bad, too. All right. Uh, worst actor, Ashton Kutcher. Let's stop there. You can't get worse <laughs> than this fucking kid. So Ashton Kutcher wins for that. Congratulations. This is sad. Jack Black is in it. Gerard Butler, Robert Patterson, and someone named uh, Taylor Lautner. Oh, I don't no. even know who he is. Yeah. All right, I'm getting a thing here. He's the wolf. He's the wolf <laughs> from Twilight. Why wasn't Spread nominated? Was that not this year? The fuck? Uh, yeah, I don't know. They just had him down for Killers and Valentine's Day. I don't know when Spread came out. Rises are falling off. Um, so I pick Ashton Kutcher. Who you got? Who are the nominees? I just read them all off, so just take Ashton Kutcher. Come all right, Hicks. Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. All right, uh, we're supporting it. By the way, Fez is writing all these down, which is always a thing of busy work where you feel like you're working, but it doesn't matter what they are. Uh, we're supporting actress Jessica Alba for The Killer Inside Me, Little Fuckers, Machete, as Fez kept putting it, <laughs> because we're all Mexicans, Valentine's See. Day, 
There's a four fucking movies she came out. I didn't see one. A four-time nominee, and she's it's only been her first year, I guess. Cher for Burlesque. Liza Minnelli was in Sex in the City, too. This had to be awful. It was. Um, Nicola Peltz, Last Airbender, and Miss Barbara Streisand, Little Fuckers. Uh, who are you picking? I got Jessica Alba for Machete, because that was one of the, the most disappointing movies I've ever seen. Was it awful? I had such high hopes, and too talky. I, I wanted the crazy you want more machete. More machete. Fez was just telling us how great it was. Now you're bummed out. You're Fez, Fez? Yeah, I, I thought it had plenty of machete in it. Why do you keep acting like you're from Mexico? Because that's the way they call it in the title of the movie. Right, but you're not Mexican. Yeah, but I think it adds a nice lilt to it. A nice, I think it. Uh, I think it adds a flavor to it. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to go against Cher, even though I never saw any of these movies. You gotta give it to Cher. Burlesque was just such a fucking nightmare bomb. And I'm giving it to her because she's. Stuffed a cock on her fat daughter, and I just think it's mean. <laughs> That's bad acting, as far as I'm concerned. And also because she was with Greg Allman, and everything fucked up from after that. That's right, motherfucker. I don't forget, Cher. Oh, Cher. It's 74 every fucking day with me. What? Every day I'm reliving what you did to Greg Allman. Uh, Worst supporting actor, George Lopez, who was a Marmaduke. Spy Next Door and Valentine's Day. <laughs> Good year for George Lopez. I didn't know any of these movies existed. <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus for The Spy Next Door. Dev Patel for The Last Airbender. Jackson Rathbone, Last Airbender. And Twilight Saga, The Eclipse. And Rob Schneider, uh, Grown Ups. Who you got? I have George, uh, George Lopez just because I watched his show after Conan once. Mm -hmm. Terrible. Just awful. Um... Hicks, what do you got? Give me Billy Ray. I'm going to go Rob Schreider. Um, <laughs> We're and, split. Well, he's been fucking, he's been well-deserving. Worst director, Sly Stallone. The expe Fez, you actually stopped writing after I fucking said, what are you writing for? How are we going to know when our picks are when the Razzie's coming <laughs> off then? No. You'll uh, have to pull the tape. Oh, <laughs> bad producer. I'm just shit. Yeah. That's good. And you don't get paid much money. Uh -uh. <laughs> nope. Nope. Do it all for nothing. <laughs> Almost. I remember the day you wanted to work here so hard, and you're like, oh, oh I love working here. Yeah. Uh, Sylvester Stallone, The Expendables. Uh, the Two Idiots from Vampire Suck, Freeberg and Seltzer. The Idiot from Sex and the City. M. Night Shyamalan and Ding Dong from Last Airbender. And David Slade. Twilight. Who you picking for worst director? Uh, Sly Stallone for his work on Rocky Five alone. All right, Hicks. Shyamalan, come on, he deserves bad director every fucking year. I want to give it to Shyamalan too. He's made me fucking uh, disgusted. Uh, I don't want to think I want to do any of these other ones because they're like silly shit. Now there's worst eye gouging use of 3D. That's not a fucking word thing. That's nothing. Ooh. Fez Whatley, what's bothering you, pal? Um, uh, well, actually, this seemed like something good that I saw. Science pubs popping up around the country where there are informal science lectures that are being held in bars where people are eating and drinking uh, all while learning about the theory of relativity or whatever. Well, it's not exactly a new one. 
So, but it's a, see, this is just it. It's where it's. I just want you to know that's the face of the audience. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, wasn't that Ben Franklin's big thing? Just sitting around drinking, talking science all day. Well, now everyone likes to get stoned and do it. And everyone likes to get into the parallel universes and the multi-universes. And the fucking point is this. They try to act like this. And this is in the string stuff. That there are infinite amount of views living in infinite amount of realities. And I sat down. I worked it out. And like any scientist, I I write on glass. I don't write on a blackboard. I write on glass because for some reason, that's all I see on movies anymore. But if you took an infinite amount of realities with all kinds of different Ron Bennington's in it, I would end up doing, I would go everything from being a homeless person to a murderer to a hero to the president of the United States and to the son of God itself. I'd do any of those. And not in one of those realities, an infinite amount, would I like an asparagus. I don't know what it is about that thing. And everybody thinks I'm going to love it. And they'll go, I'm just going to put two on your plate. I go, you're wasting your time. Maybe you could get something going for, in the science game for yourself, Polly. No, I mean, I'm, I'm 23 now. It's too late to go back to school. Actually, you're right. If, in, in terms of mathematics, you would have already peaked. I mean, if, if I was going to know it, I learned it back in high school. But it just did not interest me then, and it's, it's not going to happen. Well, they did a thing today. Uh, well, I saw it on the CBS Sunday School uh, show. Uh, where they were saying that they still are pushing handwriting on kids, even though handwriting is probably going to be obsolete. And I thought to myself, do you know how hard I worked on handwriting when I was a kid, and now I have no use for it at all? I, mean, I, I write on my laptop 100% of the time. Whenever I have to write, it's, right. it's the worst writing I've ever seen. I can't even read my own writing. But here's the weird thing about it. I remember being so young that when they would take me up – uh, and say, like, we want you to write the alphabet with all the other kids in the class writing you. For me, it was like I was drawing. That's how fucking... It didn't come natural to me at all. Like, making an A, I might as well have been drawing a fucking house. And how they would go through... Like, I'll never forget this. First and second grade, they're, you're, you're, like, printing everything. And then they're going, all right, next year will be cursive. And you'll start all over. And I'm like... I just spent two fucking years of my life learning how to make an A in one way, and now you're saying never make an A like that again? I mean, there, there's too many different kinds of handwriting. Everybody has their own style. If you know one, you don't know all of them. Oh, no. sure. You're supposed to make a D a certain way according to the teacher, and then you go home and you see that your mother or father have uh, written it a completely different way. Well, now, would your mother and father like... Use like a print D and then go into the writing, or Absolutely. would they make some fancy S D like you've never seen before? I think it's a cursive S. It doesn't look anything like an S. It's like a triangle. Now, do the kids do they still use blackboards in school, or is there something different? They use blackboards, and uh, the white dry erase boards are big. Yeah, we never had the white dry erase boards when I was a kid. Cough right into that microphone. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> this is yeah, this is a cable. Um. Uh, Mikey boy's got something to throw in here. Um, how you doing, Mike? Hey, good. Um, my daughter's actually learning cursive right handwriting right now, and it's the weirdest thing because she'll be asking me things like, "Well, how do you make an uppercase X in cursive?" And I have no idea. I have to actually go to the internet and look it up. This is very funny. I forgot even the term uppercase. <laughs> they would fucking hit you with stuff like that. 
Yeah, there's all kinds of certain letters, even if you get cursive, you kind of don't really use that often, and you just use the regular print uh, letter and things like that, and it's just, it's weird. Right, like with an F, you would just write, you would just fucking put a print F, yeah. and then start, like a capital. Any capital is just printed to me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's too fucking hard, Mikey. I know, I know. Uh, you are so close to winning the whole thing. You're so far out ahead in the fantasy uh, playoff game. What? Well, I, I got Hicks right on my tail. How, how close are you, Hicks? Three fucking points. And we have almost the same team going up, except I've got the uh, the Steelers and he's got the um, the Packers defense. Yeah. Now, I'm like 30 points behind you guys, but I picked both teams and I went all in. And unlike you fuckers, I wasn't all caught up in the New York Jets. It's all right. I got fucking Roethlisberger and got in Mendenhall. Oh, that pisses me off. <laughs> so you would have done bad if the fucking Jets would have went in. If the Jets would have won in, I would have had Dustin Keller, Santonio Holmes, and uh, LT. I talked to you Sunday morning. You said you were pushing all in. No, yeah. I doubled up, and I said I was going to keep fucking... Uh, Roethlisberger, because even if they win, at least I'll have Roethlisberger putting up points. Yeah, I was fucked if the Jets won, because I had no Jets whatsoever. You despise the Jets, huh? Yeah, well, I, I despise them only because it really screwed me, but I don't care. You don't care one way or another? No. Uh, so do you tell your kids don't worry about the school stuff because it's all going to fade anyway? No, my wife kind of discourages that because you know, she wants them to actually pay attention and learn stuff. How come? I don't know. College, crap like that. You, you still believe in uh, Santa Claus? <sighs> no, I don't think so. The uh, older one does not. The younger one does. So the older one jumps right into the line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like when kids are funny. They turn on each other like that. Absolutely. All right, Mikey boy. All right, see you guys. I didn't know you were only three points away, Chris. I don't mean to fuck with you. I don't, I don't think your production's so bad. <laughs> oh, thanks, Ron. Yeah, right on Mikey Boy's ass. I just need the uh, Green Bay defense to get, I don't know, five or six picks in the Super Bowl. That should be fine. I don't know how that defense. <laughs> if I could worry about the... Oh, fucking hot in here. It's like crazy hot. Yeah, I turned it down earlier, and it's still hot. By turning it down, do you mean you started a fire in the fucking corner trying to smoke me out? Oh. Seriously. No. There's no fire. I don't see any smoke in there. i never been this hot in my life, and I used to work on the sun. What were you doing on the sun? I made it up. I didn't fight. You can't fucking work on Shit. the sun. I thought maybe you were the first. Mm-mm. Fuck no. The sun is like 212 degrees. It's that fucking hot. I went to one of these science drinking parties, although I got drunk way too early. <laughs> Studies show people are getting fucked up. <laughs> There's something new where you can called suds and suds. You can do your laundry as if you're drinking beer. You know how that fucking story is out every year and then you never run into one of those places? I know. That's how I feel about this story about the science speaking and fucking bar. I'm going to open one of those fucking laundromat bars in Williamsburg. I'll be make a fucking mint. <laughs> Seriously, everyone will fucking come. They'll be like, yeah, you're here. You get drunk doing your laundry. Yeah, except for you hipsters don't fucking do your laundry. Good point. Wearing a dirty gurdy. Wearing the same clothes for about a week. It's okay. A-Town, baby. They call it Little Greenpoint yet? No, it's Big Astoria. <laughs> Big A. <laughs> Oh, Big A. You ought to open up a fucking, like, 
just kind of a traveler thing over there where you take people on guided tours okay. of, of Big A. And you could actually call it a guide to recognizing your taints. <laughs> or you're just going this area right here. Yeah, look at it. You know what? No one watched that fucking movie. And I go in, I do a wordplay on a movie no one cared about. A lot of people like that movie. Yeah, but no one saw it. I saw it. In the meantime, they're watching fucking Iron Man 2 for the 50th time. Come on, our dying Jews got other work done. Um, Joe, you're on the run of Fez shit. Whoops, let me try again. Joe, you're on the run of Fez. Hey, uh, I don't know if you heard, but in two. Yeah, I hear shit. Don't worry about that. We're going to be able to see two sons. What are you talking about? You having twins? No, the uh, sun's in the sky. Where are we getting the extra sun from? There's a star called Beetlejuice, and it's going to explode, and we'll be so able that's to that's a fucking mean time. clown. Don't worry about that. That's a fucking pretend movie for kids. Tucson's. I lived in fucking Tucson, Arizona, so don't worry about me, motherfucker. I'll be just fine. Little Elfman for you kids. Mikey boy's at his house going now. I hope they play Dead Man's Party. He's in all things 80s. John, you're in Rona Fez. Hey, Ronnie, over in uh, Reno, Nevada, they got a place called Duds and Suds. It's a laundromat bar. Who gives a fuck, seriously? Stop ripping me off. This fucking show, the reason why I even said that, it shows up on every goddamn stupid news story. Like Fez is acting like these things are crazes. You know what seems to be catching on now? Karaoke. It's a Japanese term. Asians love it. By the way, where's my man crazed at? I call him again, left another voicemail. Sea Dog is AWOL. Recall. Okay. Tumblr is a recall vote going down. Newt Gingrich uh, is uh, telling his inner circle of friends that he is running for president in 2012. So I don't think he's running for president. I think he's running for vice president. He's not showing up in any of these polls like the straw poll from over the weekend. I think he just wants to be someone's either Cheney or Biden where he's going to get back in the record books by getting a VP title under his belt. And it was, um, uh, and he's always the one complaining about going back to the Clinton era. He's a big part of the Clinton era. The Clinton what? Error. Error? Error. What, the ball goes through their legs? Error. How do you pronounce it? Error. Error. Better let the dog out. So it was Romney that won that straw poll over the weekend. Followed by Ron Paul. But I don't see why Gingrich is trying to do this. They're really, I mean, the snowball's chance in hell. I agree with you, Fizz. Let me drive a truck through this. Ow, ow, ow. 
They say that it's uh, uh, that Marvel Comics announced that they're shortening the title of Captain America: The First Avenger uh, to simply First Avenger for a release in Russia, South Korea, in the Ukraine. And they're saying it's because of marketing research and that it's not political. This is totally political. These countries don't want the word America in bright lights on their theater marquee. They don't want anyone lining up down the street, seeing uh, folks lined up to see something that's called America. So, of course, it's political. Well, wouldn't it be maybe just regional? Like, do you think that kids in this country would be interested in Captain France or Captain fucking Canada? It's not so much political like they hate them. You're just not going to identify as much. See, I think it's those governments. I think that's what's behind it. Well, would you would you think kids would want to go and see Captain Yugoslavia? Um, I think it's a different thing between America and Yugoslavia. I think America, they're probably fascinated in and would want to go see that. Well, what makes you think that they're fascinated? Yeah, that's where all the movies come from. That's where all the entertainment comes from. That's all where all the movies you see comes from. There is a European fucking movie thing. Just because it doesn't come here, like it's not. It's, here's the difference between us and the Europeans. They'll watch our movies, but we won't watch theirs. But then we think all the movies only come out of Hollywood because that's all the movies we see. It's not like they're going. Oh, your movies are so much better than ours. Now, they're definitely more expensive. But at at the same fucking point, uh, I think they're a little more open to to seeing um, films from America than we are. It's very hard to get a foreign film uh, put out in this country. There's only about four or maybe a five a year that get any kind of play. And then we're already making remaking that fucking girl with the dragon tattoo thing. Yeah. <laughs> it came out. We're remaking it. It why they were saying it's been announced across the street from me on Second yeah. Avenue. Yeah, it's a trilogy. The trilogy, the original trilogy. The third movie's already out. <laughs> now we're fucking remaking the. And everyone on the fucking train is reading that goddamn book. Everyone, every fucking train car is two or three people reading it. What is that all about? Why is there? Why is everybody into it? It's like it's just like the fucking Da Vinci Code without. Uh, it's like just international espionage thriller bullshit. I don't know why people like it so much. I think she gets raped, too. People like it for that or something. Well, why does everybody like the rape thing? I don't know. Maybe they get attracted to it. Mm. Um, I could be way off here. <laughs> what Zito's pulling it? I saw him just pop his head up. What do you think? I think it's probably because of the rape as well. That just made me laugh. You're just trying to get in Fez's fucking face again. No, no. Why is he trying to make a fool out of you, Fez? He thinks uh, he thinks people will then like him around here. It's not going to happen. Why? Because they like me. <laughs> oh. Everybody likes me. Wait, so people can't like me if they like you? You think this is your way to friendship and it's just not happening. No, I just, I just figure, like, I like more than one person in my life. I figured that these people could have room to like two people as well. It's not going to happen for you. I think I brought in enough witnesses last week. All right, hit me with the truth there. Okay. Truth bomb. That's true. He dropped the fucking truth I, I, bomb. I, I, I got no chest. defense for that. Hmm. No one has a defense. Oh, there, oh, geez, look at fucking Oprah's big sister. Who expected that? 
Jesus, look at her. She just hit the fucking lottery. Fuck yeah. I got to fucking watch this now. <laughs> I wonder why nobody fucking alerted Oprah all these years. How could Oprah's sister not know that she's her fucking sister or hit her up for some of that cash? I bet Oprah is not that fucking easy giving out money. She got so much of it, though. I would, yeah, but I know. But she's going to be like, what are you using it for? Oh. What are you buying with this? Self-help books? <laughs> Tell me that's not going to be back downtown where you're going to be getting that head high. Look at me. Where are you going with this money? And I'd be like, Oprah, I'm investing. Oprah, I talk to you about those investments. To the third degree. I know Fez don't like to get a lot of questions, do you? Depends on who they're from. IRS? No. Who do you like to be asked questions by then? Well, it's, uh, I don't mind having a conversation, but I'm not going to get grilled by someone who just started working here. What about the wrestler IRS? I'll hit you with a briefcase. Iron R. Scheister, is that it? Iron R. Scheister. <laughs> I.R. Scheister. Paulie, it was great seeing you. Oh, it's great to be back. How long are you going to be in the city? Uh, leaving tomorrow. I just came up for my birthday. Where are you taking your check tonight? Somewhere else for dinner? Uh, tonight we're going to see two of the guys from 30 Rock do improv over at uh, Upright Citizens Brigade. Uh, what guys? Uh, Scott Adzit, who's the bald guy, and Lutz, the writer. Hmm. Not not the stars, but they're pretty funny. Yeah. If I was you, I'd yell out, where's Alec Baldwin? <laughs> Couldn't be there tonight. And throw shit at the stage. Well, everyone likes to go to a theater underneath a fucking supermarket. Yeah. <laughs> you ever been over there yet? I have no idea. I thought it was a nice place. No. No. Oh. It smells musty. And they sell PBR in the back, I think. Oh. That's because they're so cool. I like PBR. Oh, I gotta fucking jump into this. I like this fucking thing. Uh, Ray, you're on the face. Hey guys, how you doing? Good. Uh, listen, uh, you guys went all over Zito with the thing with, with Fezzi, and, and everybody is on Fezzi's side. We already know that. But the other dude in the studio, he's been doing Greg Hughes since he hit the airwaves. This guy's been copying Opie's speech pattern. Cool. He just comes off the other guy, whatever the other what? what kind of fucking crazy talk is that? I'm oh, sorry, just like Opie? Opie's a professional broadcaster. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Pepper is an unmade bed that's drunk. Jesus. Well, we've only got another hour with you, ladies and gentlemen, but I did want to get into some stuff about I found my long-lost sister. It's a young lady who said that we had the same parents and... Uh, it was amazing because she looked just like me and weird for weird, uh, we ended up having sex. But more of that tomorrow. Oh. Uh, that's the end of my show. Donk. <laughs>